everyone and welcome to the Omega Metroid podcast. My name is Andy Spateri, joined as always by Dakota Lasky. Dak, it's time to pay the rent, buddy. How you doing? You know, I am I'm doing better than I expected after this weekend. I'm doing all right. <laughs> been been busy with work a little bit, but you know, hanging in there. And yeah, we're we're in March, which is absolutely wild to me. Um I also know that we, by the way, so I know we were talking about this uh, uh, earlier today or the day before, um, you know, February was our best month for listens and downloads so far for the show. So thanks everyone for tuning in. I think that's really cool. I know you like looking at numbers. I, I check the stats for the show like literally every day. I like to see everyone check it in. Um, so that was cool. I'm looking forward to March and thanks everyone for listening. But yeah, this episode. Wow. Um had to really mentally prepare myself, physically prepare myself for this, meditated a lot, and had to play through Other M for the first time in, I don't know, probably... Ten years. Yeah, I mean, close to a decade. Yeah. I feel like it probably hasn't been... I mean, it's 2021 now in this game. Yeah, it's come out over a decade now, actually. So, yeah, I'd probably say it's about that. I, def- I It certainly wasn't a game I was playing a lot <laughs> after it came out. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a very long time since I played it, but I did... And in fact, I'm going to play it again. I'm going to try to. I'm not making any promises, but I'm going to try to play it again on hard mode for our next episode. But yeah, I actually played Other M in 2021, a sentence I did not think I would say. You know what's funny is uh, like I have a save file from literally 10 years ago of Other M in hard mode, and I got about like 15 minutes in (laughs) and I I stopped. Uh, so yeah, this is, this is going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm going to echo what you said. Thank you to everyone that is, uh, that is tuning in and downloading the show and recommending the show. Uh, we love and appreciate all of the, uh, all the love that you guys are, uh, are giving us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, uh, it's here. It's time. We've been building this episode up for a long time. We're, we're going to do a two-parter here. Uh, this week we are focusing on the story of Metroid other M, and you know what? I guess I just wanted to put this out there as kind of a disclaimer, if you will. Uh, I know that like so many people in the Metroid community for so long were so negative about this game, and frankly, probably justifiably so. But um, I, I know that it's we're trying to move past that here. Uh, you know, we're gonna Are dissect we? the story. <laughs> we're, well, we're we're gonna. <laughs> I mean, we're going to beat it up. There, there's no way to beat around that bush. We're going to beat it up, but uh, I don't think we're going to, like, continue to beat it after it's already dead. Like, you, like you know, like when it's just a corpse and you're still beating the heck out of it. Like, we're not going to do that. We're just going to... We're going to be critical, but we're going to try and keep it moving along and uh, and have some fun with this as well. Because some of this is just so, so insane that it's actually pretty funny, as you were kind of saying. Yeah, you know, I was, I mean, as you all know, I've been dreading playing this game and these episodes for quite a while now, and I think that was misplaced, because when I went back and I played this game, I mean, I'll be honest, I, I, actually playing the game was still pretty dreadful, as I remember it, but the the story, the cutscenes, all of that, like, oh my god, like, since since I've played Other M, I've become a big fan of, like, bad movies and bad TV shows. Which I, you know, wasn't something that I was super into into uh, ten years ago. Now it's a big fan of mine. If any, you know, any red letter media fans out there, best of the worst. I, I love that. Uh, I love that stuff. Ooh, caught myself there. 
I love that stuff. Shout out to Psycho Gorman. Sick, <laughs> sick movie. Anybody that hasn't seen that, you got to check that out. So, you know, like, obviously, like, The Room is the most mainstream bad movie example. But there's so many worst, like, uh, Gedevin, uh, one of my favorite bad movies. Um, anyway, so that's what I, like, like, equated this to was this game, like, the story, the actual, like, plot what happens in the game aside from the gameplay is so bad it's hilariously funny and i used to think that it was so bad that there was no enjoyment you can get from it but i think now that as i'm an adult i'm in my you know mid late 20s there's a lot less on the line for me in terms of being a metroid fan you know when the game came out originally and i was you know hot off the heels of, of prime three not hot off the heels this game came out like three years after but still like looking forward to the next metroid game younger um this game not being great now living up to my expectations meant a lot more nowadays not as big of a deal now i can look back at it as just a big funny joke and laugh at it which i did a lot i laughed a lot at this game and very much at it not with it very much at the game and that uh brought the enjoyment up for me and it really not really uh, it somewhat made up for the fact that i still think the gameplay is pretty uh garbage but I, I got to laugh at how hilariously bad the story is and how bad the writing is. Like, it is atrocious. And I know that there's, like, a uh, a retranslation or something out there that exists of that, like, improves the writing of the game or the story or something, which I haven't checked out. I'd like to check it out. But as it is, like, Vanilla Other M is, is so painfully bad, it does actually cycle back to being funny. And so that, that kind of, you know, made up for it a little bit and made the this replay through a little more enjoyable than I expected. You know, it's funny to hear you say that actually, because I um I don't know if I would say like like I think that the story is really bad. I think that most of most of what we see in cutscenes is really bad, but it wasn't for me like there there's a certain type of movie, like you mentioned the room and stuff like that, and that movie is like so bad that it's good. And I don't like I don't know if this this one was just kinda it didn't get to that level for me where like it was like so ludicrously bad that it was like entertaining hmm. because like um i think that the skeleton the bare skeleton of this story actually makes sense and is pretty cool if you were to look at it but uh, it's uh, just like okay. well, well, well let me finish okay but i think that the way that they executed it is is really what derails it and and obviously when i talk about the bare skeleton like there are certain choices that are made, which we'll get into and talk about that. I like just think we're really awful, but you know, I, I mean on the whole of it, it's not like the worst plot in the world. So like the, the fact that it didn't get to that level of like, so bad, it's good to me. It just kind of got to like so bad that it's meh, which I, I feel like is almost worse, you know? Well, like the problem is that like the good, I guess, bare bone structure of the story, which is debatable. It's really just ripped from fusion. So it's like you can't even really credit it to this game because like the the functional like structure of the story is essentially right, just a retelling right. of a game that are, has already been out, you know? So the things that yeah, other... You're, and you're, you're not wrong right there. I agree with very you. Very good, yeah. Yeah. Well, Dak, let's just get right into the story here. We're going to talk about uh, the story. The story beats kind of as they happen. We'll we'll summarize here and there and we'll we'll take you through the story right to the very end and we'll... We'll have some fun here, but you know what? I do want to give credit where credit is due because I think that the the cutscenes themselves, like the animation, looks actually pretty cool. And the opening scene where they like they recreate the ending of Super Metroid is actually pretty cool. Mother Brain looks cool and 
you you get the the big fight feel with the baby Metroid who is now the Super Metroid. I I like what they did there. I I think that the animations themselves look pretty good. Yeah, uh, certainly one of the things about Other M you can't knock it for are the cutscene graphics. I mean, they're really well done. They kind of remind me in, like the quality of like the the Smash like CGI trailers. You know. Like they're not like yeah, blur le- studio level, but like they they look really solid and honestly they've aged pretty well too. Like going back to those cutscenes, they look really good. Um, I think like in some frames, like Mother Brain looks kind of eh, uh, and then like in some of the other scenes later, like there's not too much going on. Like it's a lot of like flat surfaces and you know the the in game areas, like you know it's not textured very well. But like the cutscenes overall, I think. Aged pretty well, look pretty good. They certainly look really good for the console. I mean, for the Wii, they have to be some of the best cutscenes for, like, the game's library. You know, like, very much up there. And it's a shame that the content itself is is not very good. <laughs> I mean, even in, that, <laughs> even in that first scene, you know, like, it, it looks really awesome. And then, like, just Samus's narration just immediately kills it. I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and it's not even, like, a, a super... Well, no pun intended, but it's not like a very accurate, uh, you know, reenactment of what happens in Super. But I guess that's fair because it's technically like a dream of Samus's in the story. So I guess it doesn't have to be. That's not a big deal. It does look really cool. But yeah, the, the cutscenes in this game look absolutely amazing. Uh, so that that's one of the best parts about this game for sure. Yeah, and you mentioned the, the opening, like, narration from Samus and... Oh. I feel I feel like right away if you're playing this for the first time you can you can kind of uh, pick up some red flags here. I I hate to you know, this isn't a fault of the voice actress Jessica Martin. I I don't think I don't think it was her fault, but I feel like she was I don't want to say miscast, but the direction that she was given for Samus in how to make Samus sound just sounds like extremely extremely robotic and cold and it's just like very slow and deliberate and it just it doesn't work for me at all like there's no there's no fire i feel like in almost any of her lines um and you know what i i'm not gonna sit here and say like anybody did a bad job except for maybe the the director who is directing jessica martin on how to do this but I mean, unfortunately, she just doesn't come across very well as Samus. And she has, like, God, she just has these bonkers words and lines and stuff like that. Like, she keeps on calling Mother Brain Mother, just Mother. She calls the baby Metroid the baby, which I think is weird. Um, I, I, It's just, like, she doesn't sound like she's saying something that any person would really ever actually say. And I, I just... I, it just, like, sounds like strange but in really a a bad bad way and unfortunately that doesn't really waver throughout most of the game it starts here and and as a continual theme i really think for samus less is more like she did not need to monologue or narrate as much as she did in this game less is more this is just another example that i you know i didn't even like that infusion um but i i thought that it was a little bit more tolerable infusion maybe because you know there's no actual voice actress behind it but yeah this is uh this is raising some red flags right away well that's one thing and i'm a huge fusion fan my favorite 2d metroid but if all the lines that samus speaks in fusion if those were all like uh you know given like they were in other m right 
they would they would sound just as bad. They really would. And thankfully, Fusion has less of those monologues. And I think a lot of it's the writing too. I can't blame the voice actress at all because she was obviously directed. Like no voice actress, no one in their right mind would listen to any of this and think that it's it's a good like rendition of how Samus should speak. Right? Like that's very obviously she was directed that way. And I mean, if it's not obvious, that's what it seems like to me. Like I don't think that anyone would intentionally try to deliver the right. lines like that. But at the same time, I felt like if you delivered those fusion lines the same way, it would feel just as bad. But a lot of the writing too is the narration makes it like the narration's uh, redundant. Like so much of her narration is just explaining what we can see. Like when she in the beginning of the game, she um, you know gets the SOS and she explains the baby's cry. Like that's the obvious example there, where we know why it's called that. It's very obviously a shrill SOS, and that doesn't even need to be explained. Or later in the game when she's talking to MB and she like says, oh, I have such and such reaction. And then I said this and then she speaks like it's stuff that doesn't ever it doesn't need to be said because we can see it with our own eyes. Samus is constantly doing that. She's constantly explaining the most simple stuff. And I don't understand why they had her write like that or had her written like that. It's like for someone who should be a very like perceptive person and. I don't know, mindful, like she's coming to the most basic conclusions and like explaining things in the most simplest of terms that are very obvious. And it doesn't help that everything is delivered in the same monotone fashion, which I, I have to believe uh -huh. is, yeah. is directed. So yeah, that was, I mean, that's one of the things that makes this game so hard to recommend to people. Cause like her narration, if that was just removed completely would make the game like at least 50 times better. So much well, of what and, she and says. I think you just touched to on it too, but like it's, it's really awkward. Cause it's almost like, it's, it's almost like a live script reading because there's there's a scene in the game where like someone is saying something and then Samus like immediately says after like Anthony said and I was and, and it's just like reading like the descriptions on a script while like the other characters are reading the lines and it it's sounds like, like super weird. Yeah, it's, it's just like it's weird and it doesn't flow and it like the problem is Samus says things in this game that like no living person would ever say like nobody sounds like that and there's there's a few scenes where her dialogue is like you know she sounds like a, a normal person but then unfortunately those scenes are just like really bad so yeah it's it's too bad that our first exposure to the voice of Samus ended up this way uh, I really really hope that if they do voice acting for prime four they they kind of ditch this presentation i have to believe that they probably aren't going to do voice acting at least for samus and prime four but uh yeah this it it didn't work at all um the and man the amount of like baby and mother references in this game is like just it, it's it's too on the nose like i i get that they're building up the the attachment between the baby metroid and samus but like it really is on the much, nose. You I don't like. say the game opens with the image of like a fetus being like being yeah. born in, in space. Like, Oh, I wonder what the theme of this story is. Ah, yeah. no, it's great. And there's, there's other times where Sam is just like explaining how she feels like almost exactly. It, it's, it's like when you read someone's script in their first draft and they haven't like exactly had figured out how to like write subtext or like make someone be subtle. Or they're afraid that the audience won't get it, right? So they have to, like, say it out loud to make sure that it comes across. Like, there's one scene uh, not too long after this where there's, like, a briefing. And Adam, like, gives them all their orders. And they all do that stupid thumbs-up thing. Oh, my God. This story thinks it's so cool with the thumbs-up thing. We'll get to that later. 
and they do that and immediately after that samus starts talking like she has a reaction to what adam says and then she starts talking about that reaction that she just had that like this is a, such a waste of time um even in that first scene where that narration like her first line is why am i alive like is that a line samus would say like do you think in the middle of battle and prime samus like gets knocked out and like she wakes up just like not trying to like get away at all you know like why am i alive like like not even like there's no effort like she's such it's like a completely different character to me it's, it's insane it's like from the very first line you get that kind of wow this is not the same character that i've been playing Metroid games with for the past 20, 25 years, or however long it was at the time. Yeah, I, I don't really disagree with anything that you said. Um, let's let's keep the plot moving here. So Samus answers a distress beacon on the bottle ship. She gets there, and she meets Adam Malkovich. And man, so I guess, first of all, Adam comes with a team, and like every single member of this team, except for Anthony... Uh, have have no personality, no character. Tra- they have like the most whoa, basic. Whoa, like this whoa. guy's the engineer. This guy's the whoever. My man, this guy's the my man Maurice. Don't slander my man Maurice. He has a couple wow. quips. <laughs> I I can't remember Maurice at all. Except and I played this game last week. So like the these guys are are just there and they're they're there to die and that's that's fine. But then like I feel like we should get to know them. A little bit so that their deaths mean something or we should at least play up the mystery of their death a little bit more i'm jumping ahead of myself but yeah i i didn't like really any of the of the supporting characters there even anthony who's like actually one of the bright spots of this game he calls samus princess for some reason and samus is like monologuing trying to spin it as like some kind of sign of respect and i i just like didn't buy it at all uh but the the worst defender here to me is adam he is just, and unfortunately, the relationship between him and Samus is a big part of this game. But like, to me, like there is nothing redeemable or nothing likable about Adam. Um, I I don't, and I'm sure that you probably agree with this too. But like, one of the big flaws of Metroid Other M is like how Samus is literally immediately subservient to Adam and all of his protocols and, and everything that he is demanding of her. I mean, Samus has saved the galaxy multiple times over at this point like multiple times she answered the distress signal on her own accord she's not there as part of his squad um if if anything she should be saying like you guys follow my lead and so it drives me nuts that she just like so quickly falls in line with adam and i maybe this wasn't the intention um but maybe i don't know it feels like it to me where it's like she just like it, it just feels lazy and cheap because it's like it's like the game almost tries to tell you like okay samus has daddy issues so that she's going to fall in line with whatever adam says because she wants to like earn his approval and it immediately sets samus back to me instead of like presenting her as this badass space warrior that we all know and the flashback like the, the flashback was awkward too where you go to like young samus and she gives that whole spiel <laughs> about how she gives like the thumbs down and how that's also supposed to be a sign of respect, and I was like, "What? Like I, I, I don't, I don't know. I still don't understand what that's supposed to be about. Um, I don't know. Like the, I, you know, I, I get what they're going for. They're setting up Adam as this guy who places duty above all else. He has the flashback where he sacrifices his brother, <laughs> but uh, the, like great, and Samus's great reaction scene. to that too is just makes her look 
really bad. Like it's it's hard to believe that the Samus who's freaking out about that is the same Samus who obliterated every Metroid on SR388. Um, yeah, Adam, unfortunately to me, is like the low spot of this game with his character and the relationship between him and Samus in particular. It just, I feel like it makes Samus look so dependent, so subservient. And and sometimes it's weird because it's like she's straddling the line between like seeing him as a father figure and like a love interest almost. And it just... Oh really? Ugh. I didn't. I didn't I really I ever. Did you? Did you ever get those vibes? Because no. I kind of did, and I was like, "Well, that's weird." Well, there's a lot to unpack here because you you went through a lot of stuff. Um, I never, I never got the love interest feeling. I think Adam's character is really funny because, so Adam shows up and Adam is like what, like a 35, 40 year, like he he's a grown man, <laughs> and like a a grown a grown man, and he sees Samus is acting like a complete child. Like, cold-shouldering her as she shows up. Samus, probably, I don't know, within, like, three or four minutes, they fight that big, like, um, eye monster that, like, forms from the purple bugs. And Samus, of course, saves everybody because she's, like, a billion times stronger than all of them individually, or as a group. And immediately, Adam is like, oh, hmm, uh, actually, Samus, we could totally use your help. Like, oh, it was... The the com- the comedic timing of that, unintentionally, was so good. <laughs> And because he like immediately eats, has to eat that. I thought that was funny. Um, you know, I actually didn't hate the whole like father daughter Samus Adam thing or Adam Samus thing going on. I think fundamentally it's not a bad thing. Like Samus looking to Adam as a father figure because she doesn't have any parents because she was orphaned by a whole like big giant um, space dragon and, and space bugs attacking her colony. Uh, I think that makes sense. For her character, I think that makes sense. Even if she's someone who's, like, you know, a cold, like, badass warrior, I still think that that makes sense for any person to, to want that kind of figure in their life if they don't have it. And and to see Adam as that person, that makes sense. Um, I thought, yeah, the whole, the whole thumbs up and down thing was very silly. But... You're right. Like Samus is, I think it's, I think it's more like Samus is, I think it's okay to look as Adam as a CEO in that like, you know, moment, right? In this scenario and be like, okay, I'm going to work under Adam's order because, you know, because she makes a good point. There's one line she has when um, they come across a body in one of the rooms and they're all standing around it. And Samus is monologuing to herself for already like the 20th time. And she's like, you know, I got to cooperate with all, you know, I don't really like this situation, but I kind of have to cooperate with these, these people because probably my best chance to, to make this work. And, and that, and she's right. And that there's a couple lines in this game where Sam is actually, you know, on point and she's right with that line. Um, so to work with them, like makes a lot of sense for her character. And she already sees Adam as kind of a father figure. So why not take orders from her, from him? But like how she does it, the execution of it. Yeah. It's like, she has like the weakest and lamest line. She's like, like, doesn't even say like, yes, sir. Like a cool way. She's like, like, of course, to- like, you know, of course, like totally or whatever. And like, it has like, does this weird pose, like no objections. Of course, I think was the line. It's like, it's not cool. And then she explains exactly how how she feels about Adam. I think the conflict and, like, having this, like, drama is fine. I think it would have been cool if Samus is, like, immediately objecting Adam, but, like, you know, obviously conflicting with it internally. And, and that would be cool. But instead, how they executed it is, is, is really lame. 
Um, because I don't think necessarily taking orders in this context is like a weak thing to do. It makes sense. But how she does it just comes off as a super lame and not hype at all. Um, that's also the same scene, I think, by the way, where or around that time where Adam instructs the Samus to go to the systems management room to turn the electricity on as they're standing in a brightly lit room, which I also thought was really funny. Um, Gotta love it. And he's like talking to them on a monitor in the same room. But like between glass, but he's like looking through the monitor at them and he's like, got to turn the power back on. I'm like, sir, <laughs> what do you think you're working? I mean, I guess they have some really strong generators. I don't, I don't know. But, um, and then, oh, and then they do the, this is the end of the briefing. Remember that? And they all do the thumbs up and, yeah. and, and Samus like has to like hem and haw about it. And be like, Hmm. And I guess I got to really work with these people. Like, do I do the thumbs up? And then she's like, that's when she goes into like the no objections, of course, and does a pose. I'm like, oh my God. This game is so lame. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think overall, Adam and Samus's character, I think Adam, yeah, kind of real. it's towards the end of the game, I think I have the most problem with Adam's character. At the beginning, it's not that bad. I think her explanation, the flashback with, with all that, is, is not horrible. It is like cheesy, the stupid Oof. thumbs down scene, but like, I don't think it's that bad. It, it made me laugh, and I think if it had done been executed a little better, it would have been fine. See, that, that's kind of what I mean when I say, like, the skeletons of the game are okay. Because I don't disagree. Like, I think that the the father-figure relationship between Adam and Samus isn't, like, isn't, like, the worst idea to explore. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, all the all the layers on top of it don't make it work. Like, I, I, just, I hate the young Samus flashbacks. Like, especially when she's, like, uh, given the thumbs down, like... She she just looks so like bratty. I I feel like is oh. the word and like yeah. I, I I'm not sure they might even say Samus might have even said that uh, about herself. She says that she, she was like uh, immature or something like that, like multiple times over. And it's like okay, like I, I get that we're seeing younger Samus, but like this just isn't really what I want to see from Samus in this scenario. Like I, I get that she grew as a person and she's grown as a woman and, and as a warrior, but the the scenes just don't work. Um, I, I can understand that, like, she, you know, she wants to work with Adam's team to, to find out what happened, but, like, I just, I hate that she is obeying strictly the orders of Adam, and this kind of goes into the whole authorization thing, which, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, if, I don't know if you have anything you want to finish up before we go yeah. on to the authorization no, no. thing, because I... All right. I, I think I think that naturally leads into the authorization thing, which, by the way, uh, Samus is actually the first one who even brings it up, I think. I think the first time yeah. the word utter, uh, is uttered is Samus being like, oh, but Adam didn't authorize me to... She says, I'm pretty sure it's... She says, Adam didn't authorize me to to go along with them and help them or whatever, or, like, be here, but I'm here, so I should work with them or something like that. And I'm like, Samus, come on. Like, this is not the Samus I know. She would just go in there and do it. She would just walk by them and be like, I don't even need your help. I'm just going to take down, take them all down. And that would have been more interesting. You it, know, like, it, it's horrible. Uh, the, the, the authorization thing is absolutely horrible. And this might be, if it's not the worst thing in this game, uh, it, it might be up there. Because it's just, and like, it's almost a meme at this point, right? Like, Adam hasn't authorized this or, or whatever. But like, you know, you and I have talked about before how like, creative ways to to get rid of samus's power-ups at the start of a game or maybe she should just start with the power-ups at the start of a game and like she just looks so like impotent in this game because she has 
all of her equipment, but she has no discernible reason not to use it other than Adam didn't say so, which for one makes him look ridiculous because there are so many times, like when, when she's going through the, uh, the pyrosphere and she's burning to death and she, like she has her various suit, like authorize it. And for that matter, how does Adam even know what a various suit is? Cause we, you know, we are assuming that she got the power suit after she left Adam's employ. So it is a little bit weird that he knows all of her power-ups. But you know, I can I can overlook that, uh, but I'm sh- I'm sure that just, she's got he'd be able to get that information somehow. Yeah. I I can I can live with that. If somebody told me like he he's got a dossier on Samus and her power-ups like okay. But like it just it completely takes away Samus's agency over herself and it makes her look even more subservient. Like there is a point in the game where Anthony is literally about to be killed. She has her grapple beam and is standing there paralyzed, waiting for Adam to authorize it to say that it's okay to go and save your friend's life. It's it's insane. It's insane. It's it's the worst method of power up I feel like in the entire Metroid series by a mile. Um, and, and like even gameplay wise too. Like you know, typically in Metroid. You fight a big boss and you get a power up, or you you do something really cool. You do a complex puzzle, you get a power up. In this game, Adam just authorizes you to use things at random times, and it feels like super super anticlimactic. Like um, I'm, I'm skipping way ahead of myself here, but like when you get the screw attack and the space jump later in the game, you, you just you just activate it out of the blue, and it's like oh okay, well like I've, I should have activated this at the beginning, so. I, I think that the authorization thing is just like the absolute worst. It, it just it makes Samus look so bad. I feel like because she is this world-renowned bounty hunter that has saved the galaxy, that has proven her worth time and time again. And like, I just I don't think that she would do that if it doesn't make sense like this is the samus that went against the galactic federation in metroid fusion and in here she's literally willing to let herself burn to death or let her friend be thrown into lava because adam hasn't authorized the use of the equipment that she needs it's ridiculous yeah i mean ridiculous a lot of this game just literally doesn't make sense logically i mean we have we honestly didn't even talk i mean we'll get to like the eventual like setup of the whole story because it's explained towards the end of the game but a lot of what Adam does doesn't make any sense. You would think that if... Because he, a lot of this game is Adam sending Samus somewhere to investigate something. You would think that you would want her to just activate everything at, uh, immediately. So that way she could just access everything at any time, you know? There's one point in the right. game where he sends her off to search somewhere. And you can't access stuff. And then he's like, oh, okay. Well, now just activate every, uh, this stuff and you can search more. I'm like, why didn't you just do that in the first time? Because you immediately activate it. And she's able to access this, like, you know, vent or whatever, and, like, the plot moves on. I'm like, wow, have you just given her that access? Or, of course, like you said, before the vo- volcano, she says, he says, like, he says, um, only search areas that you have authorization for, like, or, like, only accessible for equipment you have authorized currently. But you're able to access the volcano area despite not having the various suit. So you end up running through it, and it's like five seconds after that cutscene. So he doesn't even think, like, oh, maybe she might need the various suit. Um, there's even that scene towards the beginning where um, Samus shows up in a room while the, the the group of soldiers, Adam's, like, squad has already shown up, and there's a door there that they can't get through. So, of course, they're all standing around like, hmm, I wonder what we could do. Like, well, we can't blow it up because explosives could, like, you know, screw us up or, like, tear a hole in the wall, blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. you know, 
uh, they're like, oh, like, uh, what should we do? And Anthony, like, hints at Samus using her missiles. And Adam's like, okay, you can authorize them. And Samus, instead of, like, you know, scoffing or being like, yeah, duh, she, like, does a cool pose. is like, yes, I can use my missiles now. I'm like, oh, you're such a loser. You're such a loser, Samus, another M. And then, of course, she shoots the missile at the door. And, oh, boom, problem solved. I'm like, no, duh. She, like, have you played Metroid, Adam? Like, of course she can use her, her missiles. <laughs> like, if you know all about her power-ups, you should know when to authorize them. The fact, like, it's not even that he gives authorization. is that he has no idea when to authorize anything. Like, he's so bad at his job. It's surprising that he ever became a general or whatever he is, right? Like, like this, this is not the Adam I know either. Like, this guy also got a huge character destruction. And the authorization is is very all over the place, of course. I mean, it doesn't make any sense that you'd, like, not give a bounty hunter who doesn't work for you at all, like, deauthorizing stuff. Um, I, I don't know. The I think the only time uh, when Samus uses that screw attack, she says, any objections, Adam, and then just uses it, I was like, okay. Like, you gotta, at least she said that line. Like, I was like, all right, thank you. Like, finally, she had some kind of, like, reaction, but it was so late, and it was like, this, she should have done this immediately. Like, uh, yeah, the sto- yeah. this story should have been like it should have been in reverse. This story should have been Samus goes in and she disregards Adam's team. Right. And they clearly have issues, blah, blah, blah. She doesn't need their help. But then later in the game, they need to work together for some reason because of what's happening on the ship instead of they're forced to start working together because Adam says so. But then Samus has to go and run around on her own anyway because everyone's dying and whatnot. Right. Like the game's backwards. Like they. They had a good story set up, but they didn't write it in the right order. It's, it's all over the place. <clears throat> yeah, I um, I, I just really had a big issue with the authorization. Uh, the whole the whole thing, I I just like absolutely hated for uh, every reason that you just laid out. Um, it, it just like God, it just made her look so impotent is the word that I think I would use. And, and like, I could have accepted. So actually, they do say like. Uh, Adam does say, like, you can't use your power bombs because you might destroy the station. And, and oh. that's actually totally fine. Like, I, I'm I'm like, okay, so that makes sense that we can't use the, the power bombs. And, and if that's the explanation, then that's totally cool. But, like, make, I, I don't know, make an explanation for everything then. Or, like, you, you can't use your Varia because of, of this or, or whatever. Or what maybe they could have done, and I'm going to jump ahead of myself here again, but, like, Maybe they could have had it where, like, MB is this android that's taken over the bottle ship, and maybe she is somehow shutting down Samus's powers or something. Like, I don't know. But anything would have been better than this authorization stuff, because it yeah. just, this was awful. Yeah, no, that would have been at least somewhat interesting. Like, somehow you're losing your, your powers, you know, to some kind of, like, mysterious, like, force or something that is unexplainable otherwise. That'd be way better yes. than Adam just not knowing what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of power yeah, bombs, I, I don't, I don't yeah. know if we're gonna, are we gonna jump to Adam's death? But I mean, uh, we'll, we'll get to Adam's death. Okay, okay. We'll, but I gotta we'll talk about power bombs then. Okay. All right. Um, so I, I'm gonna again say that uh, I, I don't mind the skeleton of the story, even if, as you correctly point out, it's basically a ripoff of Metroid Fusion. So we find out that the Galactic Federation is conducting uh, illegal bioweapons experiments, and the crew is all there. 
Yes, they're unraveling the conspiracy. And I love this line. Uh, t- like, Tell me if you notice this line too. Because they make Samus look like such a dunce when they get into this room. Because they're reading this briefing and the computer guy, whoever that is, is just like, the Galactic Federation is conducting experiments here. They're illegal and this bottle ship is run by Madeline Bergman. And Samus is just like, are they making bioweapons? Who's Madeline? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's Jeez. awesome. That, dude, I'm telling you, there are a couple lines where Samus, like, there are a couple moments in the game where Samus says what I'm thinking, and I'm like, oh, thank you. She actually has, a, like, a, a smart thought. But most of the time, she's, like, that's the stupidest questions and, and is, like, so oblivious to what's going on. Uh, it, it is it is really, really sad. There is one point, though, like, yeah, so the whole, like, premise of the story, I guess, is that... And which doesn't even make any sense. So the Federation was originally trying, if I, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is my understanding when they f- uh, finally explain it towards the end of the game. My it's- understanding of the story was that after the events of Super Metroid, the Federation was like uh, total, you know those space pirates that one person destroyed? We should make a special ops force based on those losers. And the Federation goes, yeah, totally, like, this is a great idea. So while they're doing that, they get more remnants of, like, the Metroids. So they could like, oh, we can make Metroids, too. And they make Ridley, blah, blah. Then they're like, well, we need something to control these Metroids. And they're like, hmm, well, we could use this thing that was, like, the biggest threat to our existence. And we could recreate it and use it as a telepathic way to control these Metroids. Like, oh, totally good idea. And they do that. And then the AI that they create to create the Metroids, they put it into an android body, which then gets emotions and feelings. They let it into board meetings for some reason. Um, And then it goes wild, becomes a psychic or something, and lets all the, like, crazy bioweapons they've been working on in the lab go free. So then another scientist, Madeline, sends out an SOS, which gets picked up by, I'm assuming... Federation members that aren't part of this corrupt conspiracy thing who send Adam and his team towards the ship or Adam himself and his team and they go also Samus and when the Federation is like oh this is totally going to get out we're kind of screwed they I guess either implant or they get somehow James Pierce on their side who's clearly the deleter uh, to take out everything because there's a moment in there where I'm like why didn't the Federation just nuke this place and Samus a second later is like why didn't the Federation just nuke this place? Yes, and, yes. But I, that, I wrote that down because I was like, that they, makes sense. But they explain it later because the Federation didn't want to do that because they didn't want they wanted to destroy everything else except the Metroids and the AI to control yes. them. They do explain yes, that. That but, that made sense. But the whole setup is dumb because why would the Federation even want to make a special ops force based on the space pirates who were in who were incompetent, clearly, because Samus one V hundreds them two or three times by this point if not more <laughs> by the events of other m and then they also decide to recreate mother brain which chronolo- i mean i know this game doesn't take into the events of prime like the prime games but like the aurora units were clearly like based on mother brain and they do it again but let's say they're not including prime three the fact that they're like oh our greatest nemesis let's recreate it and i'm like wouldn't that be like hmm that's probably a bad idea like that could be that could go wrong right nope Federation yeah. is so blindly evil that they'll do something that's logically dumb. Um, and then they let Adam yeah, get yeah. involved. They let Samus 
just fly around in space for months at a time instead of like smartly sending her off on a mission on the other side of the galaxy while all this goes down. They just let her wander around. The game even implies that people forgot about space pirates and all the other stuff, which means she's been doing nothing for at least several decades, which doesn't make any sense because she doesn't age. But like, <laughs> I, I like it doesn't make the setup for this game makes no sense at all. Um, very, very, it, it's very You're, silly. I, there's there's one detail that you left out that makes it make like a slightly a bit more sense. But I want to I want to cover some stuff before we get to like the wait big, wait what was that detail though? So when Adam is uh, right about when Adam is about to go into Sector Zero, he does say. That it's only a subsect of the Galactic Federation. No, yeah, that yeah. Wanted to do these these Metroid experiments. I I think that's right. Yeah, I said that. That's that's what I'm saying. Okay. Is that like the fe- the su- that subsect of the Federation was doing this work on the ship, and they didn't like use their abilities as part of the Federation to like send Samus on some other mission or even Adam or something, right? Like. They allowed the right. good part I, of the. I guess I don't know. They la- they la- I don't know if the, if this subsect is powerful enough. I guess. Like, I, I guess mean, they not. don't. They don't explain this, right? Like, I guess not. But I don't yeah. know. Well, I mean, obviously they have like some high-ranking they ha- officials. They must though, have some power end. because I mean, like they had a yeah. whole. Sh- I mean, they don't have enough power to like come up with a dummy mission to send Samus on at least, you know. So at least they only have to deal with Adam. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that they don't keep tabs on Samus at all, um, or even try to like make this a little like easier for them, like. They just had this ship floating in space that anybody could have strolled upon. Like, Sam is just flying around doing nothing <laughs> and and just happens upon the SOS. It could have been anybody, you know? Like, it was they're so easy for their plan to, to... Like, their plan is so needlessly complicated for how easy it would have been to foil them. And it, it does be... It is foiled, <laughs> you know? It, it's too bad that we don't get a little bit of a, a like, clearer look into, like the machinations of the Galactic Federation. Because, like, there actually is, like, some... I think that there could be some cool stuff if, like, you did that. Because I, I want to jump to... Um, I want to jump to the deleter subplot. Because I actually... Like, again, I think the skeleton of that story is, like, actually awesome. Like, it's a great mm-hmm. story to tell. Like, you have this squad that is on this ship, and we know that there is some shady stuff going on, but one of these guys is a defector, and it's like it's basically like playing Among Us, which I think you said that they mentioned in the game, right? Like, um, they do. And, and I like that. I like that sub story. In fact, I actually would have based the whole game around the deleter subplot. Maybe if we don't run super super long, I'll give you my elevator pitch of how I would have made that. But like, oh, Jesus. I think that the uh, I think that the deleter concept is like really really cool. However, it kind of goes off the rails pretty quickly, uh, in my opinion. So the the first the first kink in the armor here is the boss fight against that big uh, mechanical thing from aliens. And this this scene it, it it makes Samus look like doubly stupid again. It makes her look like an idiot again because she manages to lose the deleter and MB despite there being like literally one door on either side. So like how how did you lose both? I can maybe accept that MB slipped away after, like, while the fight was going up. Like, how did you lose the deleter after that? So I, I thought that that was, like, super, super dumb. Um, and then I think that I would have done more and, like, 
teasing that Adam was the deleter. Because I did like that. And it would have retroactively made sense if he was giving all these like orders to Samus not to use her powers if he was the deleter. Um, obviously, they're not going to make him the deleter because he's like the big hero. Um, but I don't know. Like it doesn't. I, I also thought it was weird that like he he obviously knew about the bottle ship. He knew about everything. Um, it wouldn't make but sense. No, he didn't know about the bottle ship. I thought that was. I, I thought that was the whole. Okay, I didn't. He? I thought the whole he, thing. He, he knew about the Metroids. He knew about the. He Metroids. knew about the, the Metroids. Yeah, he knew about the Metroids, okay, and then yeah, the yeah. and I'm then sorry. this Splinter Dark Sec of the Federation took his report. They co-opted it and used that to start the program that they oh, the whole bioweapons program. Uh, his report on like what they found on I think I think it was like what they found on Samus's body or whatever. They're like, yeah, we or like her suit, you know. And they're like, oh, we found a bunch of stuff yeah. that you could you you could use this to do blah blah blah. But I don't recommend it because uh, that would be crazy and nuts, and all this will happen. And then the the bad guys were like, oh, we should co-op this report, and then they use his name because he wrote it, and that's why they have him down as the director. So I don't think he knew about the bottle ship. He just knew about the potential of a Metroid breeding like a bioweapons program, and said, hey, this is my report on it. This could happen. Don't do this. But then they did it. Okay, you know, you know, as you explain that, yeah, that, that makes more sense because I was like, yeah. if this dude knows about the bottle ship, why doesn't he just like leak its location to like the good guys in the Federation? Right? Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. Um, but I, I do think that deleter angle is cool. There was a scene. Tell me if you got confused by this. When Samus is like talking about the deleter, it shows like the ship landing in this like other squad coming out. But I think it was Adam's squad. But it like it was a flashback. But I was just like, wait, is that a new ship that landed? Do you know what scene no, I'm talking about? A, no, I know what you're talking about. And like at the end of it, it shows like one of the uh, troopers like looking back at the the camera, like with the f- blank yes. visor. It's just it's just yeah. it's just like uh, a suspenseful like, oh, one of them is the traitor. Like it's just a flashback. Yeah, it, it was. I, I thought that that scene was kind of awkward though because I I just like had to think about it and I was like, oh. Dude, like, this game second. loves is, is flashbacks. Ship, like, no, this game loves flashbacks, so you got to assume that it's some kind of flashback. There's so they, many. They times. couldn't even give us a nice like filter for the flashback to let a, to really let us know. Yeah. Um, but so I I was a really big fan of like the deleter subplot, hmm. but uh, I'm just gonna jump right ahead here. Well, I haven't. I, I want to talk about the deleter thing though. Um. Oh yeah. No, I'll, I'll. I just want to actually. Okay. You know, give me give me your two cents here because I I have some critiques with the way that this plot ended or rather didn't end. it doesn't end i was gonna say it doesn't end that's the well then yeah say your say that if you're gonna talk about that all right so this is instance number one where at one of three by the way there are three big instances in this game where like there is no payoff to what they have built up they build and they oh, build and they build and there is no payoff to this yeah there, there's tons of them so they they show they show this scene with MB and the deleter and we're led to believe that she's dead. And then the angle is kind of done after that. They never explicitly say who the deleter is. Apparently it was James. Uh, oh, it's okay. That's, but like the game never says that it never tells you who the deleter was. There is no final boss fight with the deleter. He just dies off screen. It's like, ah, it's, it's so frustrating. Cause it's like, yeah, it happens again and again and again where they build something up and build something up, but then there's no payoff. Yeah, so the whole, I mean, the deleter thing is really important to the plot, right? Because it's kind of like it's part of the Federation trying to cover up what's happening to the ship. But 
Great. I, I wouldn't say it's I'm the biggest fan of that because like, you know, the the traitor among us, I mean that's a pretty weathered sci-fi trope, but I think it's okay. I think the thing the problem with it is that it only works if you have multiple suspects, right? But the only people that it could potentially be are likely James Pierce, who is like kind of the evil looking one, <laughs> and Adam, who is like, oh, could it be him? I honestly think it would have been better if it was Anthony, because that would have created some drama. Anthony's the only character that Samus likes full out with no issue, right? Everyone else she either yes. has some kind of disdain for or, you know, has neutral. Anthony being the, tr you know, not the traitor, but like maybe he was given those orders and then like maybe he bails or he like he say tells Samus ahead of, you know, something like that. That would have created some great drama if it was Anthony, because then Samus would have had to have like, you know, what is more important, her duty or her friendship? Like that's that's drama. That's great. Nope. Don't do that. They make it James Pierce. So it's so it, that's the problem with this. This part of the plot is that it's so obviously him that it's never a mystery. Like, for example, in the scene where they get to the. um what is it? The, the biosphere uh, testing area. Remember that big building where you they end up fighting like Ridley outside of it, and it's like this big yes. building on like a like on like a, a field or whatever. Like just the the most generic looking thing. So they go up in there and they're in that room and Maurice is on the computer like trying to get into like the files or whatever it is. And Adam's standing there and James Pierce standing there and Sam's standing there, and James Pierce is the the comms guy. So obviously when the biggest problem they have is number one, everyone except Samus conveniently has their comms knocked out. Oh, who could um, potentially fix that or mess with it more? The comms guy. Um, and then they try to get into the files and they try to do stuff with the building. And James Pierce is the last person other than Adam and Samus seen with Maurice, who is the first person to die. Um, there's also another scene. I believe it's the one where the body is being pushed into the lava. And you see his call scene on a uh, call sign on his helmet. It tells you in the game that it's him. That <laughs> um, you see his call sign on his helmet, and that's the one you see him wearing the same helmet and the same call sign earlier. Uh, there's a couple other points where it's like it's so obviously him that that it would be fine if they gave those same kind of red herrings and other kind of potential like you know. Um, you know, like fake outs with other characters, right? But there's never a question that it's anyone else other than like Adam potentially. Like, when have you, when in the game do they ever make it seem that it's Anthony or Maurice or whoever the other guy, KG, I think his name is? Like, I don't even think that other guy even has dialogue other than These when he says his name. These guys are so generic that yeah. like it, it, like it doesn't even matter. Like, they could tell you that, like, yeah, you see James's uh, little symbol or whatever, but like. It doesn't even matter. It's like, who cares? We don't know this guy. We don't know anything about this guy. So or like, Lyle or whatever. There's the Lyle guy. And it's yeah. like, okay, like, it's probably, it could be this guy. But, like, there's really nothing hinting at it. Like, so much of the game points to it being uh, James Pierce. And then he ends up dying. So, yeah, like, you end up never really truly finding out who it was. But, like, at the end of the day, like, does it even really matter? Um, <laughs> you know? Like, does it really matter who the, the traitor is, I guess? I don't know. It was just. I mean, I, I feel like it. Like it does. Like you, you've invested storyline time into that. Like you've devoted a part of the story to that, and there's no payoff. Like it's even if it's your B plot or your C plot, like there should be some no, payoff there should to be it. A payoff, and, and unfortunately, yeah. we see this again in the game. But yeah, uh, yeah like I, I would have went with Adam as the deleter actually, because I think that that could have been fairly dramatic if Adam was the deleter, and maybe in the final scenes or whatever he was like. Samus, I lost my way. Do what you have to do, and and mm. you know, See, I'm sorry. And 
you know something something like that could have been cool i would agree with you if like again it was in reverse like samus wasn't working with them throughout the beginning of the game and then she warms up to them and they have to cooperate in the middle part of the game right and samus is like okay i don't trust you adam like blah blah i had my reasons for leaving the first time but i need to cooperate with you guys we got to work together and she overcomes those feelings but then she finds out he's the traitor and that confirms all of her original feelings about adam Right, and she's like, "Oh, I knew yeah, it. I that, knew that would be great. I, I knew it. I knew it. You're the t- exactly the person I thought you were." Blah blah. And Adam's like, "No, no, no." And explain, you know, like that. That makes for great drama. But if if he were the traitor as it is now, Samus already has plenty of reason to hate the guy. You know, so like she never warms up to him until like the very end where they need a dramatic scene and she's like crying over the guy. But like it, it doesn't make sense leading up to that. So like if it were that way now, I think she'd just be angrier than the whole time and like hate him. And then he's the traitor, and she's like. Okay, I still hate and am angry at this guy, you know? Like, it wouldn't change her arc. Like, Samus has no arc in this game. It would be great if she had right. some kind of character arc, and that would have been nice if, like, she was standoffish and didn't work with him. Like, Samus should have been the one that was cold to Adam, not the other way around. Adam should be the adult. <laughs> at least, I mean, I think Samus should have acted more badass, but if you're gonna make her not be badass, at least that's how you should have done that dynamic. And then when Samus grows as a character throughout the game, you can have that conflict later when Adam reveals his true identity or not or whatever it is. But, of course, they don't pick those good, you know, choices because the storytelling is bad. Um, I don't know who wrote this game. And you know what? Writing a a good story is not easy, but some of this stuff is really simple. I mean, it's, it's... it's not hard, <laughs> you, right. know, you know, it doesn't take, you know, it would have been a really effective scene. I feel like, um, would have been to have, so later, later in the game, uh, right, right before Adam goes into sector zero, he goes and he shoots Samus and it's, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like, Oh my God, is, is this guy the deleter? What would have been like really simple and effective storytelling without changing anything is to have the deleter, shoot samus kind of play it off like that maybe that was adam he's just about to go and finish samus off and then bam adam comes and saves her bacon like that that would have been pretty easy i think to do that would be bad but it uh, that would be bad but it would be better you know because like even that's still so like cliche and obvious but it's better than what they did but like in the in the context of like the kind of the story that they're telling which you know isn't isn't exactly a plus material like it they could have at least done that and i feel like it would have been better yeah. than like an off-screen death. Uh, it's just it's like a that's like another instance though where like samus is incapacitated where someone else is driving the plot like so much of this game is like samus gets saved samus gets incapacitated samus isn't involved in this someone else does right. it not her like how many times does anthony save her in this game like at, at some point it's like shouldn't samus be doing this this game is so bad at selling like you would think that the people who wrote this story don't want you to to like Samus as a character or enjoy Metroid games because they don't sell her as a cool character or an awesome character at all. Like in the beginning, there's that scientist when they're doing that test for some reason at the beginning where like the tutorial is happening. And the scientist is like, oh, I'm I'm surprised you made it out like that. I'm like, what do you mean surprised? She blew up a whole planet on her own. Like and she's destroyed an entire species. And this guy, this like guy's like, huh, I can't believe you you made it out all in one piece i'm like what are you talking about in halo when a, when a marine sees master chief they nearly crap themselves they're like oh my god it's like seeing jesus you know like that's how people should react to samus like they should be like oh my god like she's like a myth or a legend to them instead she's like some weirdo and i don't understand like even at the end of the game and going back to the character arc thing i hate that samus has no character arc because at the beginning of the game 
so much of what Adam's talking about is how Samus is an outsider. Samus left on her own. Now she's coming back. She's not part of the group, blah, blah, blah. So you would think by the end of the game, they would accept her. And she's like, oh, you're one of us. Or like, oh, you know, you might be different or you might have left. But like, we're a group or a team, blah, blah, blah. Nope. At the very end of the game, the very last scene, someone says, yes, Samus, well, you're still an outsider. So can't have you talk to these people anymore. I'm like, what the? <laughs> well, what was the point of any of this? Like, nothing changes and it's 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 so bad because there's so many opportunities for samus to grow as a character or like move the plot on her own and instead like anthony does it or adam does it or a, a man does it <laughs> and, and i'm like you know oh, what? i i feel like that on, is man. a very that's a very prevalent issue here and like i'm, I'm sure that they don't mean to but like oh they, mean they make to, dude like like samus is saved by guys like multiple times in this game she's saved by adam she's saved by anthony uh it's it's just like how many is... gratuitous ass shots are there and like trust shots are there in this game like a uh, plenty <laughs> so many there's a lot actually i i have a i have a comment for that but i'll save it until after we well actually i guess we might as well just get into it now let's talk about um kind of what leads up to that with with little birdie and ridley oh. um so so during the course of the game of course samus follows this weird alien this little you know they call him little birdie and you know what i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna say it again i don't hate the skeleton of this story i don't mind that they have this creature that slowly metamorphizes into ridley um it reminds me of alien and i think that that's cool how like you get the 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 chest burst or the face huggers into like the little baby aliens and they grow up and they can be like the full-blown xenomorphs I like that, um, and I don't. I don't think that that's the worst idea, even for Ridley. But like, I, where the game goes wrong, I feel like is because they explicitly say like, "That's Ridley," like like that is Ridley. Whereas what they could have said is like, "This is this is something that reminds us a lot of Ridley. It's the same species as Ridley. Is it like is it the space pirate that we all know and love and love to hate?" No, but like it's a clone of Ridley, and and where they go wrong is just like saying like, oh hey, it's Ridley, and he just evolved from this uh, little birdie. So I know that you hate this, um, and I hate the scene that comes right after it. But you know, I actually I don't mind the the concept of this. Well, I will say that the one thing I don't dislike about it is that they call him Ridley because I mean that's it's kind of just like saving time you know like if they were to say oh that's the clone of Ridley every time that's just extra words they can just say it's Ridley it's like when I had my roommate had a dog and I'd be like instead of every time just saying oh this is my roommate's dog I'd just tell people it's my dog because it's a lot easier I don't need to explain that's not really my dog because it doesn't really matter I think in the store the context of the story of the game them calling everyone knows it's not really ridley i think and i don't think they try to like make it seem like it is ridley because at the beginning of the game samus even says how the ridley they know is is dead along with everything on zebus so i don't think they try right. to make it seem like it is ridley i think they just saving you know that's just how they're speaking that's not what i hate about the whole ridley thing i think this whole the skeleton all of it is awful i hate what they do to ridley's character here i hate that he's a pokemon um, what I liked about Ridley is he's just a monster in space. You don't know where he came from. You don't know why he does this thing, except he's there to, you know, mess stuff up and, and, and you're going to fight him. I think that's fine. Not everything has to have this whole like mythos and, and, and long backstory. Cause it just like, it loses kind of some of the gravitas. It loses some of the mystique. And now Ridley's just like a Pokemon. You can just grow a Ridley. Like it's no big deal. Also, I hate when 
characters do something like something that wouldn't happen in a game but only happens because me uh, myself as a player doesn't have control of my character if i were controlling samus I would have blasted the thing the second I saw it. Like, when has Samus ever seen a creature on the ground with big teeth eating stuff and not been like, hmm, that seems not, dangerous. Not stuff, a, a guy. A, yeah, like a human. Like, yeah, like a exactly. Human. Not even just stuff. Yeah, a corpse, right? Okay, even better. Yeah, eating a human corpse. And when in any other Metroid game, Samus would have, without even hesitating, uh, annihilated it, right? And why wouldn't you? It's clearly the problem right there's even a line that samus says when she originally comes up to little birdie she goes hmm that that howling i heard earlier is that is this creature the source of that howling as little birdie is standing there screeching at her and eating this human corpse like hmm samus what do you think what the thing that's making this ear shattering noise do you think it's the source of the ear-shattering noise you heard earlier? It probably is. But besides that, it's a dangerous creature that in any other situation you would just immediately destroy. But for some reason, Samus has to see any baby creature now and can't kill it. So, of course, that means because Samus didn't do that, Ridley gets to grow up and become the second evolution. Becomes the big lizard, which they fight and looks also dumb. I, I mean, I don't, I don't understand the... Like, if Ridley has feathers as a younger, like, evolution, why wouldn't it have feathers as a as a full-grown adult? Ridley looks hey kind of dumb. Velociraptors evolved into birds. Well, no, I know, but even, like, <laughs> I remember seeing some stuff where, like, even people say, like, I've seen some scientists say that, like, dinosaurs did have some kind of feathers back then, like, they weren't just kind of scaly, which makes sense, because they are really, or, you know, birds come from them, they, they had feathers and whatnot. But besides that, like... They don't look at all the same. The fact that Samus even lets Ridley live that long, and of course, you gotta fight Ridley later because Samus didn't kill it and let it roam free the whole time. Though I will say I love Ridley. There's two things I like about the uh, the second evolution of Ridley. I think the monster design is actually kind of cool. If it was not Ridley, I think it would have been a really cool, like... I honestly think the story would have been better if Samus thought this thing was Ridley the whole time, and then it grows up to not be Ridley, it's just something else, and then the actual Ridley showed up. Like, without any explanation. That would have been really way better. But anyway, I think it's really kind of a cool um, monster design. It's also funny that when Ridley... You know how it, like, jumps through walls and it does, like, the spiral through the walls? I don't know why they, like, had Ridley do that. But, like, every time he, like, mm -hmm. dips from a room, he does, like, a spiral through a wall. They use the same sound effect that Samus uses for, like, her, her booster to, like, boost or jump somewhere. The exact same sound effect. Ridley uses to boost through those walls, which is the exact same boost sound effect used for Banshees in Halo, if you listen to it. It's the exact same sci-fi sound effect that I noticed while I was playing the game. Anyway, I think the monster I think the monster design was was fine. Just don't make it Ridley, right? Like Ridley is should not have been like what did they do to my boy? Like <laughs> it was so bad. Um and we're not even getting into the actual battle yet, but just like the whole like making yeah. him a Pokemon, like Samus should have just killed little birdie, been done with it, that would have saved them so much time, and it's something that the player would have done, or a logical person would have done. Um, but of course that's not the character we're dealing with. And it just kind of butchers his character. I think there's some cool mystique behind not really knowing where he comes from or why he is or how he's able to come back all the time. And now it's like, oh, yeah, well, he's just a creature. I think it would have been better if, like, they explained it as, like, oh, they used Ridley's DNA and, like, combined it with, like, some other things on the base or the lab or whatever yeah, and created this worked. thing, you know? Yeah. So it's, like, it's kind of Ridley, but it's not. 
And then I would be like, all right, then that makes sense because it doesn't really look like Ridley. Um, you know, what? I think that maybe identically. maybe that's what I mean when I say like they should have explicitly said that it was a clone of Ridley. Like, just make it make it known that like this this isn't like Ridley. It's something yeah. that's kind of like it that it's we like created. Ridley on I, I think that's what I mean. No, I'm, I'm with yeah. you there. Yeah. Um. Okay. So if the authorization thing isn't the worst thing in this game, then this Ridley scene definitely definitely is. I. This scene stuck with me for like years after playing this game and I just I hated it and I hated it then and I hate it now. This is probably this is probably the lowest point of the game for me actually with this this Ridley scene where Samus is stunned. She's frozen, she's paralyzed in fear and she is she just looks like so weak and so ineffective against him and like you know what I get that they were going for like a PTSD angle here. But like, if you're going to do that, then you need to build up to that. Like we've had a million flashbacks. Like let's show something showing Ridley or like really making a mark on young Samus or something like that. They, I think they show like a quick little scene of him, but I think they show it basically right there. And I, I just like, I was like, come on. Like we've seen Samus fight Ridley in Metroid um, and not even counting the prime games she's fought him twice before and like now she's paralyzed with fear and now she is like stuttering and stammering and, and about to be killed by him um, and again anthony has to come and save her ass and it makes her look <laughs> horrible again because it's only after ridley literally throws anthony into like a big pile of lava that she's just like maybe i should do something and fight this thing and like it Oh, God, it just, I was just like, okay, like, I, I totally am I'm on board with, like, if we want to give Samus some some real human emotion, some characterization, like, she's dealing with trauma, she's dealing with a lot of stuff, but, like, I, I feel like there is a way to do that, and if you're going to do that, you have to handle it with, you know, grace, right? And this is just, it's so clumsy, it's so... Uh, again on the nose but like for all the wrong reasons it, it's a horrible scene i absolutely just i was i was dreading the ridley fight going into this and i i left kind of as disappointed as i remember it being it doesn't help that the actual fight isn't very good by the way but which we'll talk more about next week but th this scene i just feel like again makes samus just look like so impotent and uh yeah i just weak i don't know it, it just it makes her look really bad i feel like it, it's 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 a it's another example of like this is not the samus that we know you know i'm gonna say that like obviously this is like the scene that everyone talks about in this game and it's been beat to death and you know i think it's because i i gotta say after playing the game there's another scene that we talked about we'll get to it later that i thought was even worse than this but i think that's because i i forgot about it whereas this is a scene that like i can't forget about I've talked about so many times over the past decade. So I'm almost like, uh, like I feel like we ever anything that could be said about this scene has already been said. I 100% agree with you. It, it it looks pretty bad for Samus. I thought Ridley actually looks kind of dope here like he's flying around in the background and then he shows up in the lava. Like he looks awesome. I thought that scene looked really like Ridley is 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 clearly going over in this scene. And and then obviously the whole Samus stuff. I'm no expert on mental health or PTSD stuff and representing that in media but it's it's not it didn't make sense in terms of her character but i think the thing is that there was potential for it to make sense right like 
Samus totally. What should what I think should have happened was. Samus should have speculated that little birdie was Ridley or had some reason to think about Ridley through the game and maybe throughout the game has that flashback at some point, right? Where she like is stunned by seeing Ridley. Like she thinks about him. Like, I don't know, maybe like runs into him and gets away and like has that kind of like stunned moment, but doesn't actually fight him. Something like that. Then when this battle happens, that moment occurs and she overcomes it. Right. And she's not frozen anymore, and she, like, doesn't turn into a baby. <laughs> she turns into... She's still Samus, and she, like, stands up to Ridley and doesn't need Anthony, right? That would have been a great moment, because it would have been it would have been something, right? And it would have been some kind of character development for Samus. But instead, even after all of this, she still, like, is reduced to this, like, withering, blathering baby. And, and how many times in this game does Samus walk around in a room with her gun down <laughs> with, like... No preparation whatsoever. And then here in this fight, like, she can't, like, she, like, puts her arms up, like, oh, my God, like, don't hurt me. Like, what is, like, this game does not want Samus to look good at all for some reason. And it's like a representation of how Nintendo feels about the franchise as a whole is how Samus is portrayed in this game. It's just very weak and not capable of really doing anything on her own. And, and yeah, needs Anthony here. But this had the potential to be okay i think if they had used that like flashback earlier in the story and then brought it back here and samus overcomes it and like yeah. gets in ridley's face and doesn't get bodied like th and then like she gets grabbed by ridley and is like moved like thrown around and like dragged around and like held in his grasp and all that and like she starts losing her power suit because her power suit's held together by concentration which is the dumbest thing because why would you want like a power you suit? Yeah, I I was curious about what you would think about that. That's so stupid. Oh, can we can we? I'm gonna detour on that really quick because I've pretty much finished my thoughts on the Ridley thing. Um, sure. So I'm someone who like I like the the mystical kind of fantasy aspects of Metroid. Like for the most part, Metroid's pretty grounded, but it has those kind of like you know Chozo ghosts and you know Phantom and, and like Mother Brain to an extent, especially in this game and, and stuff like that. Where, like, it kind of goes more into the realm of, like, you know, the fantasy elements. It's not as, like, hard sci-fi. I think that's fine. It doesn't need to be hard sci-fi. But I've always felt like having Samus's like, suit be kind of a physical thing, you know, I've always preferred that. That being said, it being, like, an energy thing or whatever, too, is, I think, fine. Like, in Metroid Prime 3, at the beginning of the game, she's sitting in her ship and she's sitting in her zero suit. And then, her, like, her suit just, like, materializes around her. Like, you know, okay, whatever, like, it's Chozo energy, somehow that works, uh, fine. It doesn't look dumb, mm -hmm. at least, and it's not really a big thing. At the beginning of this game, Samus goes into this testing, like, tr like training, like, tutorial thing, and does, like, shoots her suit out of, like, like with, like, a boob beam or whatever, like, out of her chest, and I'm like, what is this? And she, like, loses concentration when she's trying to stop Adam from going through the doors. And when Ridley's like, why would your suit be based on how well you can concentrate? Because the second you lose consciousness, you your suit will go away. And then the suit's not doing anything when you're at your most vulnerable. It literally doesn't make any sense. Whoever came up with that, like, for it to be an energy thing and materialize on you is one thing. But to, like, be controlled by your concentration is so stupid. And this Ridley scene has that where, like, Samus is getting attacked. So you're telling me that the second Samus takes any physical, like, melee damage and loses, like, her train of thought, her suit is just going to disappear and she could just get, like, get bodied immediately? Like, why would that... How would that even be a design, like... That wouldn't ever make it, like, <laughs> past, like, production. You know? Like, the Chozo Warriors using this technology would have been like, hey, like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, we got to fix this. 
like uh, Q, this bypass right. QC somehow. So I absolutely hated that about this game, and of course, like one of the first scenes is like Sam is shooting it out of her chest, and like Jesus, like you can't even like this, it, you can't even excuse it. It's so bad. And yeah, that was a big part of that scene too. But that's all I had to say about the Ridley stuff too. Um, Ridley looked cool. Though. Okay, I I just I want to follow up on uh, on the the suit being tied to her emotional state because like I wasn't. Uh, oh, I don't know you can't tell me that, that I... you can excuse that man. Uh, no, no. Well, so hear me out here. I I don't know that I like absolutely hated it on principle. I I was just kind of like indifferent. I was like, okay, whatever. It's tied to her emotional state. Like, cool. Um, to me, that just it felt like kind of a cheap way to get like Samus in her zero suit, and like you could get like the booty shot. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. later in the game when you're in Sector Zero. So I I, I kind of I didn't like it on that aspect because I was just like, all right, like all right, I cool we got samus in her zero suit like uh that's great but like i, I don't know it, it was it, it was yeah, i mean it was lame but it wasn't like awful for me like there was a lot of other stuff that i just really didn't like uh like vehemently did not like and th- this wasn't one of them um i will say two final notes on ridley is they they really they really do him dirty in this game um first of all they kind of say that him. as you like I exactly. So first of all, they say that little birdie was uh, sending out this cry that's driving all the all the creatures on the bottle ship crazy, and they redact that later in the game, and they say like, actually, no, it was MB. Ridley had nothing to do with it. And then I mentioned earlier there are three big points where like you you should be gearing up for this big boss battle that the game is set up. And it completely just takes that away from you. And there's no payoff. And Ridley is number two. Um, Adam Adam literally sacrifices his life saying that, like, only you can stop Ridley. No one else can. And then he dies off screen. And it's so <laughs> lame. It's so lame. Well, he does die on screen. They show the they show Sector Zero blowing up. I, I, I would count that. No, no, no. no. Rid, Ridley, oh, Ridley oh, oh, dies I was gonna say, off screen. Yeah. I, te- I, guess, I think technically, actually, you see... The shadow of the Queen Metroid coming. Yeah, them, yeah. The Queen Metroid, them, like, like, come it, on. You see from yeah. from the Queen Metroid's first person perspective of attacking Ridley. I, I would, cons- yeah, but like, I, mean, I would consider on. that that's, an on screen death. But oh, I 100 percent agree. They were setting up for Ridley versus Ridley two, and I was like, okay, like around two, let's go, baby. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I didn't think that this time because I know what happens. But like, you know, that they only have it happen that way because they need a, a reason for Ridley to look the way he does in Fusion. Like, it's so dumb. Like, oh, they have to, like, I, I've argued with this with Metroid fans before. I don't think there needs to be an explanation for how Ridley appears in Fusion. I think that's part of the mystery is that's part of the Federation being suspicious. We already know that based off of how they got the vaccine that they were able to get DNA off of, like, you know, Samus's power suit or whatever and use that to create the Metroid vaccine and all that. So I'm sure they could have used that to, like, recreate Ridley or keep him alive or something or somehow keep his body right. alive. Or even if it wasn't that, to somehow keep his body alive, right? And and trying to figure that out, like, the intrigue, the I mean, mystery. they could have just cloned the guy, too. Like- what, whatever it is, is that the, the reason didn't necessarily need to be explained. That was part of the mystery. Like, how'd they get Ridley here? That's really suspicious. Like, I know I killed him, all that. But now it's just, it's completely explained. Oh, um... 
you you beat him up and then the queen metroid sucks his energy out and then they haul his corpse out of the ship like it's it's there's no mystique now you can't it's not left up to the imagination anymore like so much of this game just explains stuff and holds your hand through the metroid lore instead of kind of leaving it up to like a little bit of imagination <clears throat> i don't think all this stuff needed to be explained and of course the fact that you don't get to fight ridley a second time is is so lame because he yeah like you don't get to actually kill him and of course of course, I don't. I hate this, and th I hate this in all media. But Met Samus has done this multiple times now, where Ridley is down. Samus walks up to him, looks at him, and doesn't ha clearly hasn't watched Zombieland. Double tap, put two in the noggin, make sure he can't get back up, <laughs> because sure enough, Ridley gets back up and almost kills her before getting away. And this, that also happens in Samus Returns, where he's down and Samus doesn't kill him and Ridley comes back. And I'm pretty sure that happens another time, too. But yeah, the fact that Samus doesn't just kill Ridley in that fight, uh, just why? Why do, why do protagonists do this? Like, just kill him. You went through all the, ho the whole fight. You can take him out. <laughs> you know, you're not Batman. You, you, can, you can kill him. It's okay, Samus. And even Batman kills people sometimes. So, yeah. Um... Ridley fight, quite a, quite a. I feel like the Ridley fight could get its own episode, man. It's like a whole thing, probably. Uh, you know, um, yeah. I honestly think the gameplay it, compared to the other boss fights, relatively, I think this is one of the better boss fights in the game. Actually, obviously, for really? in game, yeah, yeah, I think it is. I think it, overall, as a video game, like in gaming in general, it's a horrible. It's not a great boss fight. Not horrible. It's not a great boss fight. But for relative to the other boss fights in this game, I don't think it was that bad. I, it was one of my, one I I liked more so than others but that's something for okay. next week yeah well let's table that for next week here but I'm, I'm surprised to hear you say that um all right so uh i just i kind of want to recap what you laid out earlier here so samus does eventually meet up with uh who she believes to be at the time madeline bergman um and so now we get the basics of the plot and it's it's a lot of word soup here but the uh, basics <laughs> come out uh, yeah so in addition to making bioweapons, Madeline reveals that the Galactic Federation are making Metroids and got the DNA from Metro or from Samus's suit, which uh, also is where they got the DNA for Ridley, which apparently they did not know that they were making a Ridley, and they created an artificial intelligence called MB to telepathically control the Metroids. And you pointed it out earlier, but I want to reiterate it because I I do like this you know this bit of logic where like um, Samus says like. Well, if the Galactic Federation wants to cover this up, why not just blow up the bottle ship? And the explanation is pretty solid. The, the Galactic Federation yeah. wants the Metroids, and well, they're coming to get them. And so yeah. at least that makes sense. It makes sense by their logic. It doesn't make sense in that they're trying to make Mother Brain again in the first place, but it makes sense that they no, would want to no. keep it after putting in the resources to make it in the first place. Yes. Um and so there were a few um, unknown consequences of doing this. Apparently, a Queen Metroid was bred uh, unknowingly, and MB had a hand in that somehow. Um, and it, it, you know what? This is actually this is a fine enough scene. It's a little bit clumsy, but whatever. I, it, it's fine enough, I think, for what it is. The reveal, obviously, that the Galactic Federation is you know interested in making metroids would have meant more if we, if we, hadn't, already. If we hadn't seen it before <laughs> uh, in fusion literally the exact same but, plot it's the same thing but they had to add the deleter subplot and whatever it just like i said it doesn't make any sense earlier how they they're like okay let's recreate the space pirates 
I don't know why they would want to do that. And then while they're doing that, they're like, oh, yeah, we can make Metroids, too. And they make Metroids. So, like, we want to control these Metroids uh, telepathically. And and they, and so, MB says that at one point. I think either MB or Madeline says that at one point. Maybe I'm jumping ahead here, but I, I think MB says. I that. I think yeah, MB says that. And yeah, because at this point you didn't know that MB was the the AI she's speaking of. Um, right. And I and and they say she says that line as if it's like no big deal. Obviously, because she's talking about herself, so she wouldn't. But logically, I'm just like. Why would why do they need them to be controlled telepathically? You know, they don't need that. They want it that way, but they don't need like it seemed like that's such a hard way to like why not just put some like computer chips in the in the Metroid to control them with an actual computer, you know? Like why do they have to create an or like Well, the other the other thing too like is and I'm AI sure thing. that some Metroid fan out there is going to say like oh they do mention this in like the manual or the manga or something, but like n- nowhere in Super Metroid or Metroid does it say that Mother Brain controls the metroids telepathically in game it doesn't like it doesn't say that no it doesn't say that but they do say that that telepathic control i think was is like established by mother like them imprinting on the ai or something so like they were kind of hoping it would be like a like an emergent kind of control almost you know they're like okay like we're gonna create mother brain they're gonna imprint on mother brain and then therefore mother brain will be able to control the metroids i think that's what they were i think that that's what they were kind of going for i assume i don't think it was like okay we're going to use telepathy to control the metroids so we're going to do it this way i think it was more emergent like okay we need to control them somehow we're going to recreate mother brain uh they're going to imprint on mother brain oh this ai can kind of like telepathically control. i don't know it, it's i i'm probably wrong i'm probably i'm probably filling in the holes for them you know because i don't know if all this this is all said in there I don't think they ever explain why it needs to be telepathic. I think they just say that's how they want it. <laughs> um, maybe because maybe maybe. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. Maybe they think that te- the the telepathy to control the Metroid is a more reliable means of communication than standard t- communication technology. And a good example of that is how all the comms is knocked out on the ship except for Samus's suit the whole time. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, maybe that's why they, I have no idea why they had to do that. Like I said, I'm still in the boat of why would you recreate your mortal enemy and give him an opportunity to beat you again? But uh, what do I know? Yeah. Um. All right. So let's let's go to the scene in Sector Zero now. Samus finds the secret layer where all the Metroids are, and of course we we talked about Adam and the Deleter earlier, where Adam shoots Samus. Hi, man. I think that this line is like super like the, the whole scene i think is super clumsy a little bit cheesy um it, first of all first of all i have a lot of questions that that probably don't need to be asked but i'm gonna ask them anyways and they, they don't really matter in the grand scheme of things but if if the galactic federation is interested in like using metroids as weapons or whatever why did they order the elimination of all the metroids on sr388 and, and furthermore so adam is the guy that like they go to and ask him, like, hey, should we use Metroids? And I'm thinking, like, what, what, why does this guy's opinion matter? He's never seen a Metroid before in his life. Like, wouldn't they go to Samus for that? And and then I'm just like, okay, well, like, if we have Adam Malkovich kind of this, not necessarily a rogue operative, but, like, we know that he's against using Metroids, why would you upload this dude's consciousness to, uh, to, a, to, a, 
to a ship that houses a, an illegal store of Metroids and the BSL ship in Fusion. So I feel like retroactively, there's a lot of things that like don't make sense about this whole scene. But the actual the actual scene, I think, is like super clumsy. It's very, very cheesy. Adam goes off to die in Sector Zero and eliminate all the Metroids, which is another like this. Is, you know, I'm going to amend it. There's a fourth. There's a fourth lack of payoff in this game because you never get to fight a Metroid in this game except for the Queen. But like you never you never actually get to fight any Metroids. Adam just does it for you and he self-destructs the thing. Um we're trying to draw some parallels between like the flashback scene when when Samus was uh a young woman and Adam made the call to to sacrifice his brother and <laughs> unfortunately Samus acts just as as naive as she did back then. Uh, not a good look again, and she's back in her zero suit, so it, it also just looks. I don't know. It, it it just it. I didn't like the scene. Um, wasn't a great, uh, you know, wasn't a great look for Samus. I feel like to be begging this guy who incapacitated her with one shot. By the way, one shot. This is Samus Aran we're talking about. He incapacitated her with one shot, and she's begging and crying that he please don't do this. This this was uh this is not a great scene. That's like what in that uh the um resurrection of F or whatever, the Dragon Ball Super movie that came out where Goku gets like one shotted by some dude with like a laser pointer behind a rock <laughs> and just like gets knocked out of Super Saiyan mode and gets bodied by this uh. rando. Um all right, a lot to unpack there. So your first point was why did they order the Killing of all the Metroids on SR388. Well, I think at that point they didn't know that they could use Metroids as bioweapons, really, right? Like, they the only time they, they encountered Metroids was in the original Metroid, um, and then obviously during the Prime series. But, like, when Metroid 2 was made originally, those didn't happen yet. So, I assume sure. it was because, like, the Federation didn't know about their potential as bioweapons at that point. And then Samus is probably like, oh, yeah, actually, Metroids can turn into all these sorts of things afterward, right, in a report. And then they see what happens in Super and blah, blah. So then they're like, hmm, maybe these Metroid things could be uh, good to kill people with, you know. So I can I, I think I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, what was your what was your second point? You, you had like four points I, there. Like, like I, I actually I don't think that any of the questions that I answered like really matter in the grand scheme of things. Uh, like, I, I don't think that they really. I don't know why I'm trying to defend other M here, but I I want to I want to hate it for for valid reasons. Um, not that those yeah, are invalid I, reasons. I, I don't think that the questions that I raised really like uh, they they don't make or break anything at the end of the day. They're I just mean, like minor little inconsistencies. There it is. I mean, the whole scenario is is so dumb. Obviously, I, Adam dying here only happens because he's dead in fusion. Also, uh, you know, I can accept that his AI or his consciousness gets uploaded as an AI because that's probably something that like. The good part of the Federation did, you know. Oh God, I hate that. Like it was, I hate that whole gimmick. Well, but that's, but that makes sense though. It's a huge, like, it's, it's a huge, uh, you know, it's like saying like the whole U.S. government acts as like one, you know, all the different parts are moving interdependently, and sometimes the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing, you know. So like this dark sector of the Federation, and it could even, just, it could just be some group or a group of people or a dozen people, right? probably don't have authority over the whole federation you know but they have power and resources and connections to do certain things like you know secret shady research right but you know um adam dies and the whole federation the the other part of it is probably like oh we gotta you know make him an ai and the, the other dark sector probably has no like control over that so that i'm okay with as well and i think if they leaned into that more in a future metroid and kind of showed that nuance instead of leaving it up to speculation that'd be better 
But that's where I'm gonna go with that. But that's obviously why Adam died here is because Fusion he's dead. Same reason why Ridley dies the way he dies because there needs to be an explanation for how it happens in Fusion. When there doesn't need to be an explanation, they didn't need to explain how Adam dies. It was okay to leave it up to imagination and up to backstory. But nope, we need to see how Adam dies, and it doesn't make any sense. And now I'm gonna talk about the thing that I've been waiting to talk about that I talked to you about before this episode. Now, Hit it. now as a writer, as a storyteller, there's something. You know, you, that's called setup and payoff. Now, you've talked about setup and payoff many times, but sometimes it just works out really well when you have solid, like, foreshadowing, right? When you, you hint at something that's going to come later and it pays off and, it's, it's, and it works really well. So in the beginning of the game, you commented on this a little bit. Adam tells Samus, you know, all about the authorization stuff, but he explicitly mentions how not he, she shouldn't be using power bombs. Because they go through common material. Because they can destroy life and all that stuff, right? Okay, so keep those points in mind. So now later in the game, they need to destroy a sector of the ship that potentially could be destroyed remotely. What would be perfect to destroy a whole sector of the ship than a, a bomb, maybe, that goes off and destroys common material on all the life in its radius? A power bomb, maybe something that Samus has would be perfect. Go into Sector Zero, drop some power bombs, and then speed booster your way out of there. Detach the ship. I don't know. Like there, the fact that the game sets up Adam being so vehemently against power bombs, only for a scene to later happen in the game where he could then suggest them and authorize them and pay that off and be like, oh. Now we can use power bombs. This is the perfect time to use them. Or reluctantly, he's like, oh, like, well, look, like, this is, we have the perfect tool for this, like, you know, blah, blah. And use power bombs, and then he doesn't have to die. Or better yet, send in Samus to do the job because Samus is that kind of person to, to go into places and, and get the job done and get out. I mean, even with the Ian thing, right? That was his name, uh, Adam's brother. Whatever Ian is doing, I, I think so. Yeah, that whole scenario, which I even like, I had a go, I think I ended up looking this scene up later on YouTube because I kind of didn't understand what was even happening. My understanding was that he had to like fix some part that was important for part of the ship. I don't, I don't know. Uh, somehow they're able to save all the survivors, but not him. I think. But like, why didn't they just send Samus in with Ian, have Ian fix it, and then Samus brings the both of them out? Why would you just send one person in there? Like Samus was. Samus wasn't right in that Adam should have, like, you know, stalled for time to get him back. But Adam was wrong in that he shouldn't have just sent Ian in there by himself. Why would you do that when you have, like, a superhuman right there, you know? Like, the fact that Samus isn't sent into Sector Zero, isn't sent into that ship, isn't sent here, isn't sent there, despite being the most qualified character, doesn't make any sense. And the fact that they set up using the power bomb for this particular situation, and then they don't do it, just is, ugh. It, was, it just makes my brain just, like, fizzle. It's, like, it's such a simple setup, but, like, the payoff for it would have been perfect. Like, it's so easy, It's and it would have been satisfying. It would have been like, oh, yes, you can go in there and just just, just tear it up, Sam. Just go in there and just mess it up. Use those power bombs. Use all. Use them all. And finally, you're like, yes, like, I'm going to use the power. Nope. This, this lame character, this poorly written character, Adam, rest his soul gets the heroic death moment that he doesn't deserve, that he didn't earn through the story and goes out in a blaze of glory while the protagonist, Samus, is standing there once again watching the plot move on without her. <laughs> it's just, oh, 
a comedy. Crying and, Cry- yeah. and like a dunce. Uh. Oh, but then after that, she's like, all right, my last words were, uh, let, let's, what was it? It's like, uh, let's finish this. Or like, oh, leave the rest to me. I'm like, wow, this is not appropriate. Like, Adam just died. Like, <laughs> like you don't need to do an anime pose and have a cut, like a, a one-liner there, Samus. Yeah, that whole thing, a bunch of silly com- comedic nonsense. The fact that they just fumbled the ball so, so, like, uh, crazily. Like, to the extent that they fumbled the ball, it's practically in another field, another game. Um, is, is, is amazing to me. You know what is another... You know, you know, it's another uh, thumbs down for this scene, too, is like if you're going to do this right, like at least show like Adam's final moments, like it's a, throw in a cutscene, which, you know, the cutscenes look really good. I'm sure this would have been a nice looking cutscene, throw in a cutscene of like him fighting the Metroids. And, like we can see his last moments and he he finally fights past the swarms of Metroids, and, like makes it to that self-destruct button and like. You know what I mean? Like, spend, like, 60 seconds just, like, showing... If you're going to give him this heroic send-off, like, give him the heroic send-off. Like, you know, we... We just... We see it detach, Sector Zero detach, and then blow up. And, like, I, I don't know. Like, if, if you absolutely had to do this, then at least show us his final moments, I feel yeah, like, right? They, like, but they can't. They can't show him that. They can't show us that because it doesn't make any sense. Because Adam isn't capable of going in there... And one v fifteing Metroids to get to the self destruct button, you know, like he's not able to do that. He's not like a soldier, and he has like a stun gun. Like he was the only reason he was able to stun that Metroid or whatever, or stun Samus is because Samus had her her back turned to him. You know, like what's he? he realistically, if we were to see that scene, he would have ran in there, froze one Metroid, and then he would have got swarmed and died. But because we didn't see it, the script is allowed, the plot is allowed to move forward. <laughs> and and we get to pull away and see it happen, but realistically, there's no way he could have actually made it happen, which is why we didn't see it. So I I actually I wonder if the I, I don't think that the game actually explicitly says that like the Metroids have have broken out and they're free roaming, do they? Um, you know I can't because re- if they were if now. they were still contained, I could accept that you know Adam goes in there and just like destroys the metroids and because they're contained in their pods like that's how he's able to accomplish that i i could accept that i i thought uh, i could be wrong i thought it was that everything was loose but they were able to contain them to sector zero but i guess they weren't because samus went to sector zero to, to meet madeline um I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess that's fair. I guess if they weren't technically loose, they were just kind of in their, their tubes or whatever, their their cages, then I guess he would have been able to. But then, yeah, just show that, you know, just have him do it. But then right. at the same time, they're like, and I think even they kind of knew the line of how much to indulge in this character, because that would have been a whole thing. I mean, you're essentially giving a, even more of a heroic death to a character like that. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I guess they didn't want to go that far with it, but I'm sure they didn't have that kind of awareness because if they had, they wouldn't have even been in that position in the first place. Yep. So there goes Adam. There uh, he good goes. In my opinion, uh, I, I'm, just, I'm not a fan of Adam. I'm not a fan of him in this game. I'm not a fan of him in Fusion. I like I him just... in Fusion. I think he just is ruined here. Oh, man. Um, you know what? I, you, you said it earlier. I want to echo it. I do like the scene where Samus is just like, any objections, Adam? 
Um, I think that comes. Yeah, that comes after. It's when she gets happens. the. It's when she gets the screw attack. Or no, she. Uh, she's gonna like. She oh, gets I. The space she, jump and the screw she, attack. Yeah, she needs. She needs to cross this big like gap, and she's like, oh, I can't like grapple hook or whatever, and she's like, right. You know, activates the screw attack, and she says to herself, like, any objections, Adam? Like, I don't. Adam can't hear her or anything. Um, and she's like, "Huh." <laughs> it's it's a nice line, and it finally gives Samus a little bit of agency in this story. Yeah, finally, finally, <laughs> finally. Like, but it's such it's well, such a sad uh, moment though, because it's like, wow, good for you. You thought for yourself, you know? <laughs> oh. Amazing, well done. You want a cookie? Like, it's it's so like sad. Uh, that's pretty. It's pretty sad, but I mean, that's basically that's you basically nailed this it game right there, is right? sad. Like, uh, well, we're in the home stretch here. This is a long episode, but we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up and and keep going right until we get to the end. Keep it going. There is a there is a lot that's we uh, haven't still even gotten to, to the best part of the game. So, <laughs> so uh, Samus fights the Queen Metroid, which is kind of a cool fight. But uh, and then she meets the real Madeline Bergman, who is the person who sent out the distress signal and finds out that who she thinks has been madeline bergman is actually the android mb and as you correctly point out mb has developed a soul <laughs> and become self-aware as an ai and uh you know what i mean you built an ai modeled after mother brain uh that doesn't it's not from the book of good ideas but you know what okay whatever that's that i can accept that explanation but man this the scene the scene where madeline and mb and samus finally meet up oh Bro. my god this i can't believe this is this allowed was, to be in metroid this was pretty rough like i cannot believe that this is in a metroid game this is this i think this is worse than the ridley scene man i really think it is well you know what i'm gonna go back to right at the top of the show when i said that by and large i don't think that this game is like the story wasn't so bad that it was good for me. This scene is the exception because this was like, this this was so ridiculous and like so ludicrous. It, it, it was awesome. It was it was kind of hilarious because like you have it, like first of all, it is like so so melodramatic. You're seeing flashbacks of MB like freaking out uh, and like and, a boardroom like, meeting. She's like, like they allow this like. AI in a Android and like a teenage girl or like young woman's Android body or whatever it is, and she's like arguing with these like she's essentially a Roomba, like <laughs> arguing with them in a, bar- a board meeting, right? Like she's just like an AI, like they don't she doesn't need to be there, right? Like <laughs> and yet like she's at the board meeting, like re- like being all angry and like and like yeah, like she she's developing a soul. Like what is happening right now? Like this is this is. Uh, the 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 worst of fan fiction isn't even is it might be at this like marina trench level of of writing here like wow it's it's pretty bonkers and like though and and you know we talked about how this game just like they really like they hammer it down with the with a chisel about like the themes of motherhood and, and whatnot and like uh madeline feels like connected to mb because that's her baby she she names mb melissa which is just like the most lame thing ever i mean that that's so lame that she gave her like a name come on 
Uh, so they could like, have the same initials. And so they could have the same oh, initials, gosh. so that way the the mystery can happen because this mystery is yes. The, the mystery of the game is not a mystery because it's mysterious. Is because the game is intentionally not giving you information. Therefore, you don't know what's happening. That's the, that's not a mystery. That's just confusing. <laughs> so this is this is the fourth scene I think in this game where they set you up for something and there is no payoff because. You see MB going absolutely berserk in the flashbacks. She's she's this big badass artificial intelligence that's like commandeered the whole bottle ship and is taking it towards Galactic Federation space. She's obviously fairly powerful. She's she's a formidable threat. I mean, she's the reincarnation of Mother Brain for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. And Madeline is trying to get through to her, but she can't do it. MB is is deemed humanity not worthy of surviving. <laughs> I'm fine with that, but then instead you're fine of with that getting an epic boss fight. Well, you know what? I <laughs> you're fine with I, you're I, fine I, you know with what, that. whatever. I'm I'm fine with that. Okay, at, at this okay. point, I'm like whatever. I'm okay with this. Yeah, just get it over with. But then, fine. but then instead of getting like this awesome boss fight for the fourth time, they they take it away from you, and there's no payoff, and you don't fight MB. All you do. Is you you have that schmoz finish at the end with like she summons all of the the bugs and stuff like that and you you have to shoot her with your missile and like that's it that's that's the end of the game like that's the last thing you do in Metroid Other M and, and it's like what this this whole scene is I don't bro I don't know what drugs the the writers were on during this scene when they were writing it but I want them because this scene goes <laughs> so off the rails like you wouldn't believe that this is in a Metroid game you wouldn't you wouldn't believe that this is in a Metroid game like MB becomes like a literal like psychomantis like she's floating in the air there's like purple like cloud energy swirling around the room like I, I dude I swear to you when I replayed this game over the weekend yesterday and I got to this scene I my brain blocked this scene out from my memory that's how bad it was because when I rewatched this I was so stunned I was so blown away I was laughing because I I was like, I cannot believe I forgot about this this is the worst thing I think this is the worst thing that's ever happened in a Metroid game it's not the Ridley scene it's not the Adam death scene it's not like it's none of that. It's this scene. This is the worst moment I think in Metroid because you literally have this this like anime villain who is has the writing of like a 12-year-old who is like I have ju- I have she literally says I am I will bring judgment on the humans. You must understand the weight of your crime. Like it is the worst writing and she has like these close-up like anime like on her eyes shots to make her look all bad. And then, yeah, of course, uh, Mother Brain gets frozen. And Anthony saves... I think Anthony, like, makes a big save here uh, before she unfreezes. I think she freezes. Oh, yeah. She gets frozen by Anthony, unfreezes. Then she starts, like, electricity attacking everything. There's, like, dark smoke. I I was... Dude, I was... I I was like, bro, what is happening? And then she, like, sends, like, some, like, message through all the wires to, like, yeah, like you said, like, signal the creatures to the room. Um, then Madeline shoots Mother Brain or MB whatever and freezes her again. Samus has not done anything. I think the only thing Samus has done is 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 has fought off the creatures she summoned. Right? She hasn't froze 
MB or anything. And then at the end, MB gets frozen a second time. And all of a sudden, the, there's like a dozen soldiers on the apparent second floor of this room. And they just light her up. They just blast her away. Finally, someone just blasts this, this android away. Shatters her to scene was awesome. I mean, I was I was laughing so hard watching this. Like, well, hold this on, scene. Madeline gets she's the one who gets the final shot on MB, right? She, no, she's the one who like like pulls the trigger. She, from what I remember, is she freezes MB at the end, and then Samus is I think going to shoot her or something, and doesn't because like Madeline gets in the way or I don't I don't remember exactly, but I remember that the the soldiers show up and they blow her away. Like her frozen body, they just just they just absolutely decimate her, um, and that just comes out of nowhere. They just all of a sudden are there. <laughs> this this ending sequence is bonkers. I so I didn't even mention the team that just shows up here, but so so we have. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk you through this. So we have some random team showing up in the middle of the Madeline MB Samus confrontation. They freeze MB, but they don't destroy her, which they obviously should because she is obviously a threat. They have Samus and Madeline dead to rights. They do not destroy either of them, even though they should probably at least try to do that because they know that Samus is going to expose this whole conspiracy. This this colonel... Colonel walks out. He's he's right from Metal Gear Solid 2. I swear I saw this guy in Metal Gear Solid 3. <laughs> he walks out. He's obviously this corrupt official. We don't we don't know who he is. We have no idea who he is. Never seen this character. He's not before. the man in fusion. Yeah, yeah, we have no idea. No idea who this guy is. He probably he is. Out. He probably is though. Like that's probably what he, they were he, insinuating. He probably is. But they, you you would have no way of knowing that. Like, man, imagine playing this if you hadn't played Fusion 2, by the way. You'd have just no idea. But, yeah. like, so this is, like, so ridiculous. Because, like, like first of all, why wouldn't you destroy Madeline, or MB, rather, as soon as you froze her? Second of all, um, Samus, so so the, the unit in this colonel guy tells Samus, like, you're, you're coming with me, Samus. You're an outsider. Your job is done. We're taking Samus, and it's obvious that they're going to cover this whole thing up because they're taking, like, the only witness in in Madeline Bergman here. So, like, second of all, why doesn't Samus just, like, completely waste all these guys, or at least incapacitate them if we don't want to see her killing humans? Third of all, why don't these Marines at least attempt to take out Samus since, like, she's obviously going to blow the lid on this whole conspiracy? And fourth of all... How did Anthony sneak into this guy's unit? Like, he, he just shows up and he's like, hey, princess. And it, it's like, oh, like, on one hand, like, yeah, all right, cool. I like Anthony. I'm glad he survived. But, like, what are you doing in this other unit? You know what I mean? Like, th- this is, just, it's so bonkers. This, this James Bond villain colonel at the end is so, like, ridiculous. I, I'll, what else? I, I was having a good time when this was going on because like at this point in the game it's like whatever like let's just let's have some fun and let's let's kind of laugh at it at, at this point i think i could say that like now we have entered like mortal Kombat annihilation or the room territory where like this is so 
asinine that it's it's awesome so i found exactly my notes here on exactly what what happened my reactions to it so exactly what happens here is you're fighting in first person mode right mother or mb is like like commanding them and so samus aims at her madeline says no and is like no don't shoot her so then madeline freezes her so madeline freezes her but then after she's frozen that's when the squad shows up on the second floor and they blast her away. But then they pick up her, like her body's on the ground. So like, she's not like blown to pieces, but they do, the, the soldiers do blast her away. And then, yeah, like I, I, I'm assuming it's because like Samus shows up and like, she doesn't know if this guy's a good Federation or a bad Federation guy. And like this guy, even if he is a bad Federation guy, he probably has so much authority. That, like she probably doesn't want to like attack these guys, you know? And of course, this Samus in this game has never tried to one v any group at all, even though she clearly could. So I'm not surprised that she doesn't take these these guys on. Um, I do think it's hilarious that they just show up and just blast her away. Um, I'm assuming that they're just like, okay, like this is getting out of hand. They've probably been like monitoring the situation. They just show up to try to clean it up as best they can. And then I guess, from my understanding, at least from from what I saw, is that Anthony wasn't in their squad. He just shows up afterward, like he's like, cause they're they come in from the second floor, but he walks in from a doorway on the first floor. So, I'm I'm assuming he just walks in and he just like tries to look the part. I don't think he like blended in with the the squad on their way in. I think he just walks in, you know, and that's why they're like, oh, who are you? Um, this whole scene is just, I mean, bonkers. It is insane. Like the the melodrama of like Madeline trying to save like MB. And Samus, like, fighting off these bugs. And then, yeah, like, the Metal Gear Solid general showing up and is, like... <laughs> and then, yeah, and this I mentioned this earlier. And then this this guy, like, what should have happened here is this guy is obviously sus. And Samus, like, he comes in here. He, he clearly brings us the squad to clean up the mess and get every, escort everybody out. What should have happened is the general should have come to Samus and should have, like, congratulated her and made her feel like part of the team and not like an outsider, and Samus would take those words to heart, but at the same time, remember who they're coming from, so she'd feel conflicted, right? She'd finally not feel like an outsider anymore, but look what it cost her, right? Like, she doesn't feel like an outsider to someone who's super suspicious, right? Like, does she want to be working with these people, etc., you know? Like, that would be the character development you have here, where Samus is finally not an outsider, but now she sees the consequences of that. Now she's not an outsider to a group that maybe she does want to be an outsider to, you know? That's... Uh, like that, I, I think that would have been that's better. storytelling. If she, was, if she accepted being an that's, outsider. Well, okay, even if she okay, okay, that's fine too. That's another way to go about it. If she like accepted being an outsider, but here she's or, or, yeah, 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 here like e- here she's way, here she yeah. still clearly doesn't want to be an outsider, and she st- is still called one. So nothing changed, you know. She didn't get over it, and or they didn't make her not an outsider anymore. Like so, what ends up happening is she's still called outsider. She hasn't changed as a character. They could have gone other ways about it and made it actual, like, like some drama from it again, but they don't do that. And then, yeah, Anthony shows up. I think they even show how Anthony survives. I'm just like, uh, okay. Like, there's no way he could have survived that. I think he ends up, like, freezing one of the, the lava he monsters. He freezes one of the enemies. Which I'm like, yeah. okay, guy, like, whatever, fine. You're a superhero, too. Whatever. Um, to be fair, I'll take it. I like Anthony. I think Anthony is one of the only characters in this game that is, like tolerable i mean he's clearly there for Mm -hmm. someone for samus to talk to because they can't do flashbacks every time even though they clearly want to but um 
I, I, I guess he, I, he's alive, so he could show up in another game. That's cool. But yeah, this whole ending is such a mess, man. I mean, the 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 MB like becoming Psycho Mantis and like a crazy like Mewtwo character. I don't know, like whatever insane stuff was happening with her. The ending is just, and then and no one's changed by the end. Samus is still the same character. Uh, it, I I do <laughs> think that it's it's weird that the the Colonel allows Samus and Madeline and Anthony to just leave too, because like uh, like obviously they're gonna blow the lid on this whole thing or, or so we think that doesn't happen in fusion uh, yet but I, I mean like there's no way that they should just be allowing them to leave right like there there's no way i i i would like to think that it's more of like a hmm maybe like an ego thing from i mean this guy comes in all smug and whatnot this general he probably is like oh we can deal with samus like we can deal with them later it doesn't matter if they leave or they're not gonna say anything you know what i'm saying like one of one of those things where they're they're not worried about it because like oh we can get away with it like look how we almost got away with it we're gonna clean it up and we're gonna do it again and they do you know um but again it's it's those you're right they should have done something but the federation doesn't act like they're logical at all throughout this whole story the fact that they do this experimentation on a ship that anyone can come across, that they allow Adam and Samus to even come across it at all, um, that part of the Federation allowed this, like, testing to happen or didn't know about it, all this stuff, all this nonsense, and then, like, the dichotomy of, like, good Federation, bad Federation, which is clearly hinted at, but, like, they don't really explicitly go into it. A lot of this stuff is, like, holes we fill or, like you know the nuance that the games really don't go into that i wish they would and obviously we glean a little more of that from fusion as well fusions i think a little more explicit but this game borrows so much from fusion that it's essentially just the same thing happening again right which makes that's one thing that sucks about this game is that then if you were to play it chronologically the actions of the federation make even less sense in fusion after the events of other m which is dumb because the events of fusion make sense on their own had other m not happened so it's it not only screws the continuity of the games that happened beforehand or ignores them, it screws with the ones that happen later too, which is only one. But well, it, no, it it totally does because at the beginning of Fusion, the Galactic Federation goes out of their way to save Samus's life when she's about to die. Well, I don't think they would let and her die. Like, I think they see value in her, even if she would know this stuff. I think they still see value in her as like a bounty hunter. You know, I don't think they would let her die. I, I mean, I don't know. If Samus is against you, then that's a pretty big threat. Is it? Because right? in like, this game, she does nothing. Well. In the context of this game, she's not a threat at all. So I, it makes right. sense, you know? If, if we got Super Metroid or Metroid Prime <laughs> yeah. Samus against you, you're, you're in trouble. Person. But yeah, maybe you're, maybe you're not wrong. I, I mean, you know what? Um, I think the story is a mess. The writing is bad. The acting is bad. The direction is bad. I, I do think that there were flashes of a good story and a good idea in here. I really, I do think that. I think that the skeleton of the story was decent, but it is, a lot of it was a retread of Metroid Fusion. Um, A a lot of it just came down to the directing choices and the the way that they told the story. Um, Because I I think that, and you mentioned it earlier, I'd be really interested to watch that that translation video of Other M, because apparently it it was a lot better yeah um in the way it, that it was originally it apparently written. does improve it a lot yeah um yeah this is just uh it's pretty clumsy unfortunately yeah you know i mean i don't entirely agree i mean i still think that the story has a lot of lot like logical issues structural issues like that no no uh retranslation will fix 
I think like the retranslation might fix like Samus's reactions. She probably won't be ex- like literally explaining what we see as much stuff like that. But like the the logic of events and right. decision making that characters make won't change. And I think that is still really horrendous. Like aside from the dialogue, which is also bad. Um, I, I I definitely think like even the the structure of the story has has a lot of issues. But but. I, we can't gloss over this, by the way. There's that other cutscene at the end of the game where Samus is flying in the ship and she's monologuing again, like the end end cutscene just before the credits roll. We got to quickly talk yeah. about that because that scene is almost as bewildering as the scene before it because it's like a whole eulogy over MB, who is the bad guy of the game. Samus is like reflecting over uh, MB and is like Melissa wasn't insane. You know, a consciousness simply bloomed within her, and then the human said that she was insane. I'm like, what are? Uh, excuse me, did you not see? Which, which you know what? Like, which is fine if you build her up as a sympathetic villain, right? Yeah, but... that could have made sense if they wrote the story that way. Yes, but they didn't. They they she was a a bad character through and through. It was like this game all of a sudden at the end of the game wants to be like humans are the problem. Like, and that's the theme now because it got over the mother and daughter thing. Uh, for a little bit, um, which is just so... She was an android. She was never a young woman growing up, right? Like, they try to insinuate, like, oh, she was a young woman, like, just blossoming, and then the humans led her astray. She was an, an AI and an android, like, that, <laughs> made of, of metal. Modeled after Mother metal, Brain. Yeah, and, and, she, and, and then, like, she flies through, like, a star cloud in, and, like... <laughs> mb's face it, like it looks like her like what is happening are we retconning the story that was just told before the game is over before the story is over you're retconning the events of the sequence that just happened and you're trying to make me sympathize with the the bad guy that you just killed no i'm sorry can't have that her monologue at the end where samus is like simping over mother brain i was just like bro what are they doing uh, but then they do overcome that because we get that cool uh samus in like the military outfit with the long hair a really solid look. You know what? Looks I'm, really I'm glad cool. you brought that up. Actually, I, I thought that that was a that's, cool scene. That's too. a cool. That's a cool look. And then yeah, like she like messes around with Anthony a little bit. She she was flirting with Anthony. Yeah, I was like, oh, I want more of this. Like, no, don't end the game. Yeah, start the game here. <laughs> Screw what happens. <laughs> Everything previous. Start the game here. I would have loved that game. Instead, we got what we got. Uh, I'm sorry. Just before we moved on, I had to talk about that last scene because when I thought it couldn't get no, any I'm, worse, I'm glad you brought it up. when I thought it couldn't get any worse, Samus th- flew through a a a star cloud, a space dust cloud of her <laughs> arch nemesis's human android face, <laughs> and I'm like, bro, what is what? <laughs> how is this allowed? This game should be illegal. It should not. It should not be allowed. It should be a banned game. It really should. It is. Oh, it's an assault boy. on the brain cells. The story. The story is an assault on the brain cells. Um. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Actually, I think I. I think I just put the controller down and went to the bathroom or something while this was happening. <laughs> I don't know. Um. All right. So I got a few quick notes here that I just want to go over. Just real fast bullet point notes about some characters and stuff like that. You can jump in with any thoughts and stuff like that too. Um. I. I you know what? I do like Anthony a lot actually i think he is a very likable character which is saying something in this game because almost everybody is unlikable um you know what the we talked about how the setup for it sucked but him fighting ridley is like pretty cool all things considered like it makes him look like a badass and like (laughs) yeah yeah i i think that anthony is like definitely the bright spot of this game yeah because they put him over so much like i so many times in this game i'm like wow if they just 
put over Samus as much as they do Anthony, this she, her character wouldn't be as bad. But like they give all these cool moments <laughs> to Anthony and Adam for some reason, and not Samus, which is just Samus is putting over the new talent. Yeah, she is. She's putting over the new talent and 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 gets nothing out of it. She just gets buried the whole game. The, like the game is just constantly burying her for some reason. Um. Yeah. So I, a quick note about Adam that I had that I didn't know when to bring this up during the actual events of the game, so I'll just bring it up now. I I I don't like Adam. We all know that. I think that uh, Samus overexplains the objections lady thing, but like the man, the explanation for this is like absolutely awful. Samus is just like uh, Adam calls me lady because he's joking and in his joking manner, and I'm like, what about Adam? tells us that he's a jokester at all like what about adam shows us that he even has a sense of humor like anywhere at all i i hated that and i hated uh that anthony called her princess too for that matter you know didn't like it. i i mean i i think that kind of stuff is is very dumb and like having pet names for women i don't know not something i would do it's dumb regardless i think it's i think the more the the worst part about that is like the same thing with like the explaining how like the thumbs up symbol is something that's been used for the Galactic Federation. Like that's something that everybody does forever. You didn't come up with the thumbs up symbol. I think the thing that this game does one of the worst is that it try it like over explains the simplest concepts. Like it, it it would be like your friend like explaining to you what like an inside joke is. Like oh well you know like like you know everyone knows what one is. Like they try to they they take the simplest concepts. And over-explain them to make it sound like there's some deep thing, like the you know, uh, it's Samus spends five minutes explaining how <laughs> a thumbs down means she's being rebellious. Like yeah, we under we get that. Like it's not you're it's not very complex, but the game wants to seem like it's so deep because it doesn't actually have anything to say. It just wants to sound deep and sound like it has something to say, and it doesn't. I mean, think about it, really. This game is... You know, actually, it's funny. I went back and I looked at the, the dialogue from the game. I, I, maybe I, what I found was wrong, but I found a tra- like a transcript of all the dialogue in the game, and, and Samus actually only says the baby, I think, like only half a dozen times in the game. It's actually not that many. Um, oh, God, it feels it, like a But ton. it feels like it all the time, but it, it actually isn't. Um, in contrast, I think in Fusion, she only mentions the baby Metroid once. It's the beginning of the game, and it's in relation to what the vaccine was made out of. And even then, she calls it the infant Metroid, never the baby, never the baby Metroid, blah, blah, blah. She never, like, attributes, like, a familial thing to it. And in, in Super and in Samus Returns and in Fusion, the baby Metroid is just like, oh, this thing imprinted on me. Well, now I have this, like, little thing following me around. But another M, it's like she obsesses over the baby Metroid, like it's literally her baby when it's not. And like the game has nothing to actually say about like mother and daughter relationships or like imprinting or any of that stuff. It just is just constantly hits us over the head with uh, the baby, the baby, the baby, and like oh, Samus is obsessed with the baby. But but why? Why is she obsessed with it? Why does she like? What is the reason for that? And it, they never actually go into it because the, the writers didn't actually and they, the producers and all of them, the directors, had nothing to actually say about these themes. That's why towards the end of the game, it just all of a sudden becomes humans are evil because they don't have actually anything to say. So they wanted to, they had to come up with something that just is, you know, to make it sound like it was even deeper than it was, which is, I think, even just uh, an insult to our intelligence that we wouldn't be able to see through that because this game thinks it's so smart when it really isn't. Yeah, um, 
again, I I don't I don't really disagree with what you just laid out. Um, two other quick notes, and then we'll wrap it up here. Um, you know what? I I'm gonna give some credit again where I feel like it's due. Um, initially, I was asking like, why would they make like an Android version of MB and not just have it as a like a uh, a computer program, I guess. Um, and the game does offer up an explanation where they say, like, they modeled it after how the baby Metroid attached itself to Samus. So yeah. they thought that by having a physical MB that they could replicate the same thing. I, thought that know, was I, I appreciated that explanation. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was, I mean, again, uh, you know, they they didn't need to make her like, uh, <laughs> like I don't know. I get, I, it's obviously like not the only reason they did that in the game, but I thought that was fine. Like that made sense. Like, yeah, the, the Metroids can't imprint on a computer program. They need to imprint on some kind of natural orgasm or organism looking thing. Wow. <laughs> organism looking thing um, that they can make an imprint on. It's two hours. <laughs> Simple things. Simple things, but I, I like it. You know, it, it, it goes, it's the small things, it's, right? It's That's the add up. So. Yeah. Last note that I want to leave on is um, as much as I, I'm sure that we will never see Nintendo make mention of Metroid Other M really again in the Metroid series. Because I think they know, like they know that this wasn't a hit mm-hmm. and they know that fans just didn't like it. But I, I'm going to throw this out there. If we had Anthony or even Madeline Bergman show back up in another game, I would be fine with that. Yeah, no, I I don't think that's a controversial opinion. I would I would agree with that. I think Anthony would come back or should come back. I think he'd be fine. I think it makes sense that he would come back. Why wouldn't he? Right? Like he's still working with the Federation, friend of Samus. I think it would make sense for Samus to even go to him for help potentially. Um, Madeline's not a character I really ever think about much, but yeah, I think it would make sense to have her come back. Maybe not reference her what happened in Other M, but just to have her come back in some form. I think I'd be down for that. I don't think it would be the worst I, thing. It's not something that I think is is ever going to happen. No, I don't. Think I, I I really don't think we're ever going to see these guys again. Uh, maybe Anthony, but I I think that the reception and Nintendo knows how bad the reception was, so I think that they're probably just going to stay retired. Yeah, which uh, well, I mean, which is fine. But if they came back, you know, I'd be down for that too. Um, I don't know that I'm quite on the level of of you, or like I just like don't want to acknowledge that this game happened. You know what? It's it's pretty bad. There's a lot of scenes that are really bad, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. It's you know, maybe maybe all uh, you know the game itself, and maybe this is more of a conversation for next week. But like some some of the gameplay redeems itself a little bit in my eyes. But uh, th- this is uh, I don't know, just a a missed opportunity. Frustrating. I don't mind. We've talked about this before. I don't mind the more cinematic approach for telling stories, but. This obviously, yeah, you know, it, it just it just was a swing and a miss. I think is the only way to put it. Uh, and I hope that they they rebound from this and they stick to, you know, how Metroid tells stories in its most effective way and its most best way, which is, in my opinion, through like the environment and like letting the environment be the story and letting letting you discover and peel back the layers yourself rather than just like bashing it over your head. So hmm. yeah, I and final words for me here i i agree and disagree i think metroid does a really good job of like you know you finding it out yourself and kind of picking out the story and discovering it on your own through the player it does a really good job of that and i love that about the prime games and the 2d metroid games that aren't other m and and i agree i love that but at the same time 
I am a sucker for good cutscenes and good storytelling through cutscenes. And I think had the other M cutscenes and story been good and the content good, I mean, it would have been amazing to see like actual good Metroid content in those graphics, like shot like that. Like it looked awesome. Some of those, like some of the shots look really good and like really amazing. But like just what it is made up of is, is not good, you know? So I, yeah. I'm I'm with you, but I'm not with you. I want to see more of a cinematic approach because I think that's part of good storytelling. You know, it's having that kind of approach in a way, and especially with more modern games and H, you know, high definition games. We don't have we haven't had a Metroid game that could really take advantage of like a proper cinematic, you know, cinematic storytelling like in a modern way, you know, in forever. And I think this would be a great opportunity to do so, especially with Metroid Prime. Um, so we'll see, I, you know, yeah, I think, I hope that it doesn't like dissuade them from being cinematic with Metroid because they sh- trying again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that, you know, should dissuade them. Um, also I want to quickly mention the, the main menu theme, the, like that's sh- that small, just like minimal piano track that plays in the, uh, the, like the title page and then like the main menu screens in this game. I forgot how much I love, 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 love that track. And really kind of like sets up the game a little bit as you know being a little like melancholy and i wish the music in this game is actually really good um and there are a bunch of tracks in there that i thought were pretty solid but that track really brought me back because it brought me back to my hype for this game because i that i remember uh we were talking in a conversation i think i thought like i couldn't i couldn't remember where i heard this music because i remember listening to it before the game came out and i was like oh it's not like a youtube rip or something it played on like the official metroid other m like website that they had at the time and it would play as like the main page in the background i remember as a kid sitting on that web page and refreshing it to hear that track because i loved it so much and i remember anticipating this game a lot like i really was looking forward to other m i thought the initial trailer except like the first person stuff looked kind of bad and i knew that but like i thought the trailer looked hype i loved like the promotional stuff that website with the track sounded awesome like i was really looking forward to this game so I think that's probably why I always, like, not hate, because hate's a strong word, but disliked it, because it really let me down more so than most other games I can think of in my life. Um, and so it was nice to, to come back and revisit the game and not have, like, that vitriol feel for it as much, you know, and be able to just look at it in a new lens and without as much on the line. Right. And just kind of, you know, laugh at it and play it for what it is and try to make the most of it, but still obviously hone in on what sucks about it. But when I replayed the game and I heard that track again, I was like, wow, that really takes me back. And just kind of like that anticipation before everything went downhill. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so that's, that was just a one, one thing. I'm glad that you got to like re-experience it in a, in a different way. Yeah, dude. I, like I said, I really was dreading playing this game because I thought it was going to be a hugely negative experience. And honestly, there were some points in playing this game that were very dreadful. I mean, we summarize the story here, but this story happens over several hours. And like, there's some points where nothing's happening and like, you're just running through areas or playing the game and like, you're nothing is happening to advance the plot or you're not learning anything or, or you know, the story is advancing very minimally through the gameplay. So like, I think we're kind of retelling it a little way that makes it sound maybe more funny or entertaining than it is. But I, I did laugh at it and entertain, I, you know, was entertained by the game more than I thought I would be because I do have an appreciation for, for bad movies and TV and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, right. that this kind of was up my alley, so to speak, in a way I didn't expect because last time I played the game, I didn't have that appreciation for bad movies and TV like I do now. So, yeah, uh, I'm glad we were able to revisit this. I, I take back what I said. I wish I wasn't uh, such a, a stubborn uh, mule about it. But, you know, it is what it is. It is a Metroid game that does exist. So we did have to talk about it. And and I'll have all the opportunity to trash on it more next week. So it is what it is. 
You know, and I I think going back to what I said at the very beginning of the show, like I I think that we were fair to to other M. I I I don't think that we beat it up unnecessarily. We beat it up where it deserved to be beat up, uh, and there there are many areas where it does deserve to be beat up. Make no mistake, but I I think that we were fair, and I think that you know it. We're we're not out here saying that this is the worst thing that's ever existed. So um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, there we go. Well, this has been our longest show ever yeah, by a long shot. Really. So holy moly! I, I, uh, yeah. So thank you everyone for listening to this marathon episode. For sure. Uh, yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, this is. I'm glad we spent this much time to talk about it. And yeah, you know, I'm. 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 I was nicer to this game than I thought I would be. I found myself defending it more than I thought. Um, <laughs> but maybe just because. Who are you? Maybe just because it put a smile on my face more than I thought it would. It really made me laugh. If how bad it was so you know i'll give it that i i've I, you know it, it brought out a side of me i didn't expect maybe i don't hate other m as much as i thought i did who knows but yeah let it rip man we got we got to wrap this go. up yeah we're we're not and we're not done with other m either we're gonna be we're, we'll talk about the gameplay specifically next week and i'm looking forward to that too because i i do think that there is a decent game hidden in here somewhere but uh, that is going to do it for us for this week. Uh, thank you guys for checking out this really, really, really long show. I hope that it was worth it. We've been building up to this for a while. Um, make sure that you come back next week for part two. And uh, until then, we want you to check us out over on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod, at Spateri316, at DaxCity underscore. And of course, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Pods, Podbean, wherever, like and subscribe. That's it. That's all. We are going to get out of here. And we will see you guys next week. Until then, take care. Beam. What's your status? He can't be. Samus, do you read me?